Coco Talk is an unscripted live broadcast. Anything can and will happen. The views and opinions expressed by members of the panel and the live audience are their own and not necessarily those of the Coco Talk show, its sponsors, affiliates, or subsidiaries. Open minds encourage, sense of humor recommended. If any off color comments were made, we're sorry. Hi, this is Dale Lear, designer of TRS 80 Color Baseball, and you're listening to Coco Talk. talk show featuring the Tammy Color Computer. It's time to drop your socks and grab your real-time clocks and let's rock. Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world, keeping the Tandy flame alive. We may be mocked, but we'll never stop, because Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world. All right, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Coco Talk, episode 136. This is a special edition we call Turkey Talk, where we talk about what we're thankful for. What are you thankful for? For me, it's Nick Morota. Coco Talk is rocking the 8 bit world, keeping the tandy flame alive. We may be mocked, but we'll never stop, because Coco Talk is rocking the 8 bit world. All right, welcome everybody. Welcome one and all, all in one. We are here. It is two days after Thanksgiving in the United States. And um, yesterday was, I guess, what do they call that? Black Friday. Uh, Today is what, gray Saturday? I don't know what shade or what color today is. But for us, it is a turkey talking day. This is the closest we'll get to having a cocoa talk on Thanksgiving. It's very close to Thanksgiving. Uh, we've got Diet Dr. Pepper in the house. It's we've, white here. It's a white day today because it's yes. snowing. Oh, and uh, we've got in the live chat, Al Hartman was here saying, I smell a dumpster fiver. A fiver? Uh, <laughs> a dumpster fiver. <laughs> <laughs> fire. Yes. Thanks. And uh, Ken. I'll give you regular. Ken Reichard says, <laughs> we're sorry. Um, Nick Marotta says, we're soury. We're soury. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah. small bit. Bu- that's actually what it is called. Today is called Small Business Saturday. Yes. And I believe the idea is, is since you spend all of your uh, life savings at the big box stores on Friday, if you've got any pocket change left over, go visit a small business, right? Support a small local business um, if you have any money left after Black Friday. Yeah. Places yeah. like CocoMan.biz. CocoMan.biz. Get yourself yeah. a Joey. Get a Joey, eh? Um, Coco Man, are you having a Black Friday special on Joey's? Uh, I'm having a black. It, it's through today. If you're watching live Saturday, Small Business Saturday, yet we're still I'm still offering the uh, the pre-sale price of five dollars off. So it's uh, thirty five plus uh, plus postage, depending on where you're at. And I, I believe Nightmare Highway is also ninety percent off through for Black Friday right now. Nightmare Highway. Yeah, just use uh, just use promo code. No. Right. Okay, I'm gonna try this again. The 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 cue here is Nightmare oh, Highway. We'll so Nightmare Highway. <laughs> Nightmare Highway. Highway is ninety percent off at <laughs> ken ninety percent off 
use uh, offer code NULL uh, for those savings. So today we are going to do um, what we're going to call, you know, turkey talk. What are we thankful for? It doesn't have to be cocoa-related. It doesn't have to be retro-related, but we'll probably get into that. But before we do any of that, um, um, the guy who takes live streaming, literally, Grant Leedy, or some of us like to call him Greg, well, he was out somewhere in Texas, and he actually got to visit a real Radio Shack store, and he also got to visit where the Tandy Towers are still standing. So for those of you not familiar with, with Greg... This is a picture of Greg. Say hi, Greg. All right. So this hi, is Greg. a picture of Grant. Um, this is a picture of a Radio Shack store that he visited. And you can see here they've actually got RC cars. You remember that? Going to the Radio Shack store, getting the, ra- the remote control cars and the uh, the relabeled Casio keyboards and all that cool stuff, right? So um, This is your brain. This is Radio Shack. This is your brain on Radio Shack. Yes. Any questions? Getting uh, me all nostalgic. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, like the uh, remember the uh, slot racing cars? Those yes. were Tyco racers and stuff. Oh man, that's cool. I wouldn't mind having a, a slot race set up nowadays, yeah. right? You know. Uh, Did they night- ship? Um, probably. If you a go quick, to- quick note, Steve. It looks sounds like from the chat here that the chat's disappearing on the stream after thirty seconds. Hmm. Hold on one second. Is the chat disappearing on the stream after 30 seconds? Yes. Can also verify that. Okay. So today's we'll, chat brought to you by Invisible Ink. Yes. Today's chat <laughs> is brought to you by 30 seconds. Okay. So here is some more of uh, RC cars. Here we see some T-shirts with the TRS-80 Model 1. Um, and here are the Tandy Towers. All right? So that's the top of the Tandy Tower. Um Here's one of the Tandy Towers still standing. I'm assuming that's it right there? The gray one? Yes. Yes, Okay. So you can still see the Tandy Towers. They're still here. Uh, Thank you, Grant Leedy, our roving reporter, for bringing us um, this breaking news. So for those of you not aware, the Tandy Towers are still there. They're still standing. Um, This has been Coco Mythbusters. Now, they're... They're not called Tandy Towers anymore, though, are they? Or they have a different name? No, now? Grant was mentioning like some of them are now condos, so you can actually live in the former Tandy Towers if you wish. And some other things are there now as well. Hmm, interesting. It'd be really, it'd be really ironic if there was a Radio Shack in those. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it be? <laughs> Get someone to start one in there, <laughs> move in and <laughs> and set it all up. <laughs> so if, if we I- ever do a if we ever do a Twit thing, like where we create the Twit, whatever the house was called, that could be the Coco Talk headquarters. Uh, they're called Willis Towers. They're now called Willis, Willis. Towers. What are you talking about, Willis? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what they call the Sears Tower now, the Willis Tower in oh, Chicago. Okay. And I'd also like to take, uh, since we're in Hollywood Squares mode, Nick Marota to block. Nick Marota to block. <laughs> and by the way, Nick Marota did a hell of a job hosting last week. Thank you, Nick Marota. Nick oh, that was Marota. Really fun. Thank you. Nick Marota. Um, so, so breaking news from Grant Leedy, there is a Radio Shack store that has RC cars for sale and Tandy Towers are still standing. They may be mocked, but they'll never stop. They're still there. And we've got a great panel for us today. We have got Mark Bosley, our backup streamer. We've got internet celebrity Nick 
Marota, Mick Marota, Nick Marota is here. He's hanging out with us small folk. He's a big star. <laughs> uh, we've got from O Canada, L Curtis Boyle, which is Spanish for Curtis Boyle. Um, we have got John Lowry. We've got Jason the Coco Man Reichard. We've got David O'Connor, our favorite musician. Hello. Uh, in Aussie Town, we've got everyone's favorite quasi-human, David Ladd, is with us in the house. Hey, David. Um, David, are you excited about being on the show today? Oh, yes, I am. I can't covering all the interesting Coco stuff today. Poking uh, <laughs> the hyperactive bear. <laughs> <laughs> we have a guy who thought that electricity was a fad, but he's a huge fan of Nitrous Nine. Nick Marentes is here. Good eye, Nick. Good eye, everyone. We have from Ron's Garage and show us your tandy. Uh, we got Ron Delvo <laughs> is with us. How are you, Ron? Keeping the flame alive. Keeping the flame alive. So um, Ron's, Ron's not here, man. <laughs> and 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 by the way, um, those of you who watch us every week, if we don't say this, we'll go ahead and say it again. We would love to have um, as many of you who want to join us on Zoom. Join us on Zoom. I mean, anybody can be on the panel. Look who's here already. We obviously have no standards. So feel free to join <laughs> us. You were going to say we're sorry. We're sorry. Yes. <laughs> but uh, so we want to talk about what we're thankful for today. Turkey Talk, Thanksgiving, reflections, looking back, looking forward forward um uh jerry young is here he says to get past purchasing toys we called them remote cable pulling devices as a description <laughs> it's not a toy it's pulling cables right so that's cool um so what are we thankful for and who wants to go first and just talk about things you are thankful for in your life from the past to the present to the future again it doesn't have to be coco related but obviously it's a coco show so we could throw in some coco gratitude who would like to go first how about david ladd our most enthusiastic member of the panel david do you have anything to be thankful for as your life just completely suck um, <laughs> oh, you really want the truth? Oh, 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 let's see here. I'm thankful for uh -oh. my family, my friends, friend. the Coco community. Um, I'm also thankful for Jim Brain putting up with my incessive pestering him on the C64 projects that okay. I okay. to work on. <laughs> um, and Richard, because I also pester him a lot. So, yeah, there's a lot of people I pester, which I'm thankful that they're they have not banned me. <laughs> there you go. You haven't. What about Diet Dr Pepper, David? Are you thankful for Diet Dr Pepper? Oh, I go through like six liters of Dr Pepper every day. Oh my goodness, your poor kid is <laughs> gravy. That's ridiculous. Even yeah. in metric, that's ridiculous. <laughs> and he's still here. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, are you are you are you? Is that six liters straight, Doctor Pepper, or are you still watering it down? Oh, that's straight. Wow, <laughs> that is full. Of so it's twelve liters a lot then. Oh, wow, Lord. Wow. Well, I think it's time to move on now. Yes. All right. So David <laughs> David Ladd is thankful for his six liters of Dr. Pepper and the community and some of our hardware gurus who tolerate his incessive pestering. But what you're actually doing is you're, you know, you're you're pushing the envelope, David. And, um, you know, the world's trying to play catch up to you. 
So we're thankful for you um, breaking things. So uh, uh, Jason Reichert has something in an envelope. Is that uh, – oh, that was you pushing the envelope. I'm pushing pushing the envelope. He's pushing the envelope. There we go. Yes, I'm pushing the envelope right along there. Wow. It's amazing when you have office supplies right next to you. What that you is, do with it's, them. Just, it's almost like we planned that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Holloway says he's thankful for Mountain Dew Throwback. That's the ones they used the real sugar instead of that uh, high fructose corn syrup, right? So nothing like real <laughs> sugar. Uh, who else has got things they're thankful for? And again, it doesn't always have to be cocoa related, but whatever. Who wants to be next on our sharing? I can go next. Uh oh, John, ladies and gentlemen, John. Larry. <laughs> Ken Reichert says that Jason is the carrot top of Coco Talk because he's like a prop man. So <laughs> the carrot top of Coco Talk. I've heard it all. We've seen it all. Sorry, John Lowry. Go ahead. Oh, uh, no, that's okay. Uh, I'm thankful for every breath I've drawn since uh, August 31st. Um, thankful for Dr. Mukashi who put Humpty back together and, uh, I'm thankful for this awesome Cocoa community. Uh, I just picked up a like-new joystick and uh, mouse from a community member. And whenever I have a question regarding Cocoa, I, I throw it out there on the on the Facebook page, and people jump in, and, uh, and then we have Cocoa Talk, and uh, just we have this vibrant Cocoa community, and uh, you're keeping the Cocoa alive. Uh, and I'm grateful for that, too. Very cool, very cool. And when you say you're thankful for August 31st, because that's when you had your little... Yeah. Um, I died on that day. <laughs> wow, wow. Healed over. But paramedics were like two minutes away, and because yeah. of that, I yeah. live. Yeah. And, and only for that reason. I would wow. be dead otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Glad you're here. Well, yeah. Thank you. Absolutely, thank you. absolutely. It does make you think about life, man. Every day is a gift when you think about it. And the people in our yeah. lives, you know, we, it's like you just never know. So Absolutely. Um, you, yeah. never, you never know if tomorrow is going to be here. So, you know, cherish today. So very cool. We're glad you're here too, John. And I um, always enjoy you being on the show. Uh, also, John actually helped me out with some Christmas shopping since he used his Apple employee discount to help me get some stuff for family members. So thanks for that, John. I'm not going <laughs> to yeah, mention who or what since there are people in earshot from me right now. So um, let's just say they live under the same roof as me and they own. Maybe related. Maybe related, yes. So. <laughs> uh, I don't get what you're saying. <laughs> you're too vague. <laughs> Um, Please explain. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I know one of the things that Jason Reichert is thankful for is being the brother of, of uh, Ken Reichert. I'm sure that's high on his list. Uh. <laughs> oh, oh, of course. And, uh, you know, one of the other things I'm thankful for are toggle switches. <laughs> 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 you have made a small fortune with toggle switch technology. So. <laughs> oh, and beyond that, and you know, something else I'm thankful for is just you know five dollar ukuleles. <laughs> I have gotten at least I've gotten at least ten dollars out of the out of this five dollar ukulele. No, no, no questions. Uh, that's absolutely it's a value no at question. any price. Value yes, it, at any price. Okay, ten bucks I, I've to drive seen over it. <laughs> is that is that US or is that like sure, Canadian sure. money? So it's well, like seven fifty. It, it's worth US. No problem. <laughs> I, I, On the air, just drive over the things. 
Well, I was just a five below yesterday, and I see they have a whole assortment of five dollar instruments. Oh, no, I saw that. I saw the drum, drum sets, sets, all kinds the, of stuff. Yeah, snare drums. Dr- yeah, the, the, the keyboard. I said that's that's the start of the new Coco Talk band from that's it from Five Below. It'll probably be the best sound that thing ever makes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I like it's like it needs tuned. It can't be tuned. <laughs> How would you even tell if it was? It's a ukulele. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Has these little plastic tuning knobs here, but yeah. it's just like. I think they're just there for show. How do you yeah. tune plastic? Perfectly. In, I think it's fine. I think we could play happy birthday on that at any point. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, I'm thankful for, for the many products you have brought to us, Jason, the Coco Man. I believe I own at least one of each. I think I've got a switcheroo and I've got a – I don't have a kookaburra. You don't have okay. a kookaburra. I do have the wallaby cable. I do have a switcheroo, and I have a Joey. I do not have a kookaburra. So I, I believe mean, it's kookaburra. kookaburra. I think David O'Connor's taking the issue with how we pronounce that. Yeah, I believe it's kookaburra. <laughs> like you cooking a bear. Yeah, we have several Australian experts on the panel here. We yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's is a it, regional is thing. Is it kookaburra? Is it kookaburra? It's cook, cook, it's cook, it's cook as in cooking meat. Okay. And it's burra as in, as in burra. So you're burra, cooking a burra. But what's yeah. the label? You get the accent. You see, because it's a cocoa product, we should call it the cocoa burr. Is what I think. Oh, oh, that means I have to order new labels now. Oh. See, <laughs> are you going to recall all the existing ones to change? Yeah, them? there's been a recall on the cocoa burr. <laughs> yes, send back your cocoa burr. We'll replace it with a kookaburra. A kookaburra, yes. and, uh, and, and and Nick Morentes concurs with that. Uh, you, you're verifying that proper pronunciation. Yes, kookaburra is correct. Okay, good, good. That that way we that way last time we didn't have a consensus. I need I need to yeah. I need to hear from at least two Australians to to compare, just in case it's a regional thing. Two out of the two Australians on the show both concur that one hundred percent of the Australians on today's panel concur. Yes. Crikey. 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 And, no, Crikey. And, from, and we are from different parts of Australia, too. We're about, what, 3,000-odd kilometers away from each other. So Just yeah. a, yeah. it's a, it's a boomerang's throw away. So, uh, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, a, yep. just a short commute. Crikey. 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 Uh, what else are you thankful for besides taco switches, Jason? Or is that, is that really oh, about it? Oh, my. You know what? In all seriousness, you know, <laughs> this, if we're actually going to have to be serious for just a minute, I'll, I'll, serious, I'll try. We are going to offer. I'll try to keep it short. Serious discussions on this show. Serious discussions on the this professional show. Absolutely. Um, uh, you know, serious, you know, just the support of the community, the folks that have, you know, ordered, you know, ordered and uh, got, you know, ordered things from me. And, you know, the, the support makes it and, and the people hearing back from people and how much they enjoy, enjoy the things that I've made. Is, that, that's 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 very, very fulfilling. I mean, I, I've had people come up to me at the show like what I think you were there, Stevie, like VCF is like, ah, you're the switcheroo guy. Yes. He yeah. Told, yeah. Told us how much he loved his switcheroo. So, I mean, it's that 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 makes it a little worth it right there. I mean, that's yeah, this is a labor of love. I'm not getting rich off of this or anything. You know, I don't make a lot of money on it, but it, it's it's fun. But you that's are a hardware mogul, though, aren't you? Aren't you a mogul with a with a website and whole nine yards? I do have a website that makes you a mogul. 
So it's, it's, it's not, it's not a very, it's not a very good website, but I'm, okay. I'm working, it I'm working jump. on it. We're going to have, we're going to have cocoman.biz 2.0 in the not too distant future, but I'm just trying to get into make it a little better, make it a little easier to order and everything and make it a little more scalable. Hey, we've got some Jim Brain-esque trolling by Rob Inman out there in the live chat. Rob says, like a brined turkey, Coco Talk gets a little salty, but you'll be stuffed and ready for a nap by the end. All right, good good, good job there, Rob Inman. Bravo. I, b- I believe Rob Inman is being a jive turkey. <laughs> <laughs> She's talking about you jive turkey. But yeah, I'm definitely thankful for your products and all the products that are out there. And and the interesting thing is too is that you know I was just thinking about this. So you have you have like the the Ed Snyder's and the Jim Brains and the Richard Lorbieskis and uh, and John Linville and Neil making cartridges. You got all these guys making things that require plastic and circuit boards and soldering and stuff. And then we got Jason with just basically cables. You know, it's not. Super high tech, but they serve an important purpose, right? It's most of these cables are passive. There's not a lot of quote unquote electronics in them, um, but they 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 fill a purpose and they fill a need. And it's still a hardware product, and they're very popular. I, to me, it's a no brainer that hardware is the must have things. Anybody who makes a hardware whatever for the cocoa. Uh, to to uh, pardon the pun, they kind of get gobbled up, right? So um, it's great that you're making those, and we got people making you know memory expanders and and graphics options, but we even got cables and extension cords and splitters and all the things we need. We got yeah, people no. making those things. Yeah, and there's a lot of soldering involved in most of that stuff. That's not, true. A lot of soldering. There's a lot of soldering. There is some electronics in some of it. Um, even soldering without hair. Sure, yes, sure soldering bird. without hair. Even if the, when the, my cat tries to jump on my lap when I'm trying to solder, <laughs> there's, still, there's still no cat hair. And uh, but uh, yeah, there's 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 some come up. Well, the switcheroo does the switcheroo does need power, but that's for the scart converter. Right, right, right. Make right. it happy, but uh, I know it sounds like a first world problem, but the fact that like the Joey that I don't have to switch cables and unplug and plug makes gaming so much more pleasant. Yes. Oh, wrong joystick. Flip. Yeah. Instead of, I'm, uh, and I'm, I'm the, I was the type that always turned my cocoa off because heard, I've heard uh, conflicting reports about whether ter- unplugging with the cocoa on is an okay idea or a bad idea. So I've always turned it off. So I've made it even more annoying. So just the fact, just flip, like, I love that product. And I obviously have made it pretty clear that I do. I'm sorry for going on about it. But there you go. Game, but as a gamer, it's really, it's really uh, improved my quality of life. Quality of life. So Jason <laughs> Jason Riker brings us quality of life improvements. You heard it here on Coco Talk. Improving your quality of life with ease of use. One, one click, click, switch at a time. Yeah. <laughs> it is ease of use for joysticks. That's exactly. I realize as I said that, that might have been a little over the top, but mm. uh, but it really does make things a lot easier. Nick Marota over the top? That never happens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, not Nick Marota. I've no. told you a million times not to exaggerate. Yeah. <laughs> And Ken has a nice bit of trolling there, too, in the chat. Well, Ken Reichert says, I am thankful someone is going to make the sound card extender for the Coco SDC. I'm sure I'll feel the same 
next Thanksgiving. So are you uh, making a little, uh, you're trying to make a punny there? Um, very cool. Well, we're thankful for Jason, the Cocoa Man, and all of the things he provides for us. These quality of life improvements, uh, all those fun things. Uh-oh, David Ladd has just shown us something. I'm not sure what we just saw there. Um, I think that was an x-ray of his innards, wasn't it? Yes. I'm thankful for David Ladd. <laughs> I'm definitely thankful for David Land. Who else has other things they are thankful for that they would like to share with us? Anyone? I got a couple. Uh, uh, Nick, go first. Nick, okay. go first. Nick Morota, the big celebrity, is with us. Go ahead, Nick Morota. I won't go into detail. I won't, I won't get too mushy. Uh, I've, I've been dealing with stuff going on in my life, which, have, yeah, which I'm sure a lot of us can say the thing. So I've been really, really grateful for – I have two areas of friends in my life that have been really amazing. One is my church. And one is uh, Coco. Uh, you guys have been made me feel welcome. I've, we talk all the time through the week, and I've made some really good friends here. And uh, I'm just I'm really thankful for you guys. I don't want to get mushy, so that's all I want to say. Thank you. Oh well, we're thankful for you, Nick. I was actually half expecting you to mention the church and somewhere else that wasn't Coco Talk. <laughs> <laughs> And and no particular my, my ukulele club. No, I don't have a ukulele. Club. In no particular order, Coco Talk and the Coco and all things Coco, uh, <laughs> and and David's cat. <laughs> what is your cat's name, David? Neo from the Matrix. Neo. His name is won't shut yeah. the hell up. <laughs> What's going on there, pussy cat? Is it the red or the blue cat food? He's he's got a lot to say. <laughs> It's yeah, he has. He's a very vocal cat, especially when I'm on Coco Talk. He decides I'm not getting enough attention here, so I'll just meow. <laughs> That's it. Put him up here. Let's ask. Let's ask Neo what he's thankful for. Neo, what are you thankful yeah. for? Meow. <laughs> uh, Lord Dragon has joined us. Hey, Lord Dragon. Hey, y'all. We are talking uh, thankfulness. What do you you want to share? Anything you're thankful? Or are you? For, first off, are you thankful for anything? <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not thankful for anything. Man. <laughs> Screw all this stuff. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Oh, that'll man. be our festive episode where we talk, huh? That'll be our festivist episode where we air our grievances. Oh, yeah. Ah, okay. Well, I must have tuned into the wrong one. Then let me let me call you guys back when you're ready for that. <laughs> Later, the feats of strength. <laughs> No, I mean I'm. Uh, oh, geez, I'm thankful for all kinds of stuff. Um, the serious stuff would be like I've been battling kinds of anxiety issues and stuff, and I uh, I did this like program about a year ago. Actually, it was just like a couple days before Thanksgiving is kind of when that began, and man, it like changed my life. So, like the people that you know in that program that helped me out, and like my family and friends. That encouraged me, man. It was just this huge. Uh, so big, big cool. super grateful for that. Um, and then for the Coco stuff, you know, grateful, obviously, for the community. And uh, it's, it was awesome having, you know, something to do and, and people to talk to about something I care about uh, during that time. So it's uh, it was awesome to be a part of this. You guys always let me come in here and ramble. So appreciate that. Excellent. Thanks. Well, thanks for rambling with us again today. I'm glad yeah, to hear it. No and thanks for what you, thanks for what you do. Uh, you do some cool stuff too. Well, trying. Yeah. And uh, we heard from Nick L. Curtis Boyle said he had a few things he wanted to chime in with. 
Yeah, a uh, couple cocoa related and then, and then a personal one. Uh, so the cocoa related stuff, um, I'm thankful for Hitachi for the six through nine and sneaking in all those extra functions <laughs> without telling anybody. <laughs> um, and actually, the, the fact that some people are now starting to pick it up. I mean, I've done some disc basic games and stuff for the Cocoa One and Two, and that's actually I've gotten a lot of positive feedback on that. So I'm hoping a lot of people upgrade. It gives Dragon op- our owners an opportunity to, to have a CPU speed up upgrade too, like the rest of us have enjoyed. Um, and now, finally, after you know two decades of pestering him, Nick's finally learned the difference between a six three nine and six seven nine two. So that's good. <laughs> um, and then on a personal note, I'm, I'm thankful that my mom, who just had a stroke here at the end of October, is actually recovering. And she's taken her first steps oh, to wow. rewalk again. Excellent. And regaining mobility in her right side. So that's it's progressing. We don't know how far it's going to take her yet, but uh, she's definitely progressing well at this point. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah, we're, I'm glad to hear that, too. Awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, kind of like one of the things that John was saying, you know, I mean, obviously there's like for most of us, this is a hobby and this is just part of our life and everything else. But there are things that happen in the rest of our lives and that just deal with life itself. Some of us are having our own life scares or we've got relatives and loved ones that you're concerned with and things like that. And sometimes, you know, you just got to remind yourself what's what's really important, you know. Um, And it's really just the people you care about and things like that. So you got to make sure... You know, spend the times with the one you love when you can, you know. Yeah, I mean, my hobby time has obviously been cut down this last month and a half from from having to help out with a lot of this stuff. But uh, it it also gives me a grounding to come back to, you know, instead of dwelling on everything that's happened, what could have happened, that kind of thing. I can kind of get it out of my head for a bit and do something that's fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. absolutely. I'm thankful that John Lowry has figured out that he can screw with his camera. And uh, uh, <laughs> John Lowry live from the surface of the sun. <laughs> thankful John Lowry's figured out how to play with his camera and, and make it all nice and distracting. Yes. <laughs> I, I like the ASCII art. The ASCII yeah. art's pretty cool. It is cool. It is very cool. Ask you silly question, get a silly answer. <laughs> Hi-oh! <laughs> Divide by zero. Can't do that. Not a number. <laughs> right, right. And Brian Schubring has joined the panel as yeah, well. Yeah, Brian. At least it's not like a Snapchat guy. filter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Puppy dog ears. <laughs> yeah. Hearts coming out of his head or something. Brian, where are you? You've got a tablecloth behind you. Are you at an exhibit somewhere? Or, oh, you're using a, a background replacement. Bingo! Yeah, okay. this is from uh, <laughs> back over at the uh, Elgin. Um, I think it's Elgin. Let's double check again. But it was one of the earlier uh, uh, Cocoa said This was over at uh, the Elgin. Okay. Uh, before we moved over to the other place. And uh, I think this was 2008, I think. Maybe hmm. early 2006. That's um, good because your shoulders right. going in and out of existence. Yes, right that's, that was that was the giveaway. <laughs> yeah, that's the fact that you're getting sucked into a black hole or something. Yes, that was a giveaway. Whoa. Ooh, psycho! <laughs> so, uh, do you have anything uh, that you want to share with that? Uh, you know, thankfulness, gratefulness, things like that. Probably glad that everybody's here. Definitely. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, that um, my mom and my dad both are here, and that my they're getting a little bit on. My mom is starting to lose her mind a little bit, and that's uh, Alzheimer's, which unfortunately runs in the family. So mm. how long it takes for me, which yeah, me mine too. Yeah, well, it, it's on her side of the family. My dad's side of the family 
which I take more after, um, we don't have uh, that much of a problem. But I'm starting to feel a little bit. I I probably forgot more stuff than that I've learned that I can remember. Yeah. Well, I mean, part of that is age, and some of that might be, like you say, hereditary. So. Exactly. Exactly. But, but no, I'm just glad that uh, we're just all here. Oh that, yeah. Uh, that we can do what we want to do in this mm-hmm. country and others abroad for mm-hmm. the most part, and uh, and just getting on with life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very cool. Well, we're thankful for you and all that you have done for the many years that you've been providing music and entertainment and joy at all these Coco events for 20, 30 years, you know, since you were a baby. So, <laughs> uh, not quite that young, but yeah, she's since the uh, mid 90s I've been doing it. Yes. Very cool. John Lowry's still messing with his camera. That's not at all distracting. Uh, <laughs> hey, John, I think that's a hint for you to knock it off. <laughs> he's having fun. Let him let him enjoy himself. He's he, he's thank, he's thankful he's discovered that camera. That let camera him enjoy himself button. until he gets dumped from the call. <laughs> <laughs> You're breaking up. You're breaking up. Uh, I think we're. I think the show's going sunspot. into a tunnel. <laughs> The the near-death experience camera. (laughs) Yes, I I know Nick uh, Marentes has got a lot to be thankful for. He's got two Ferraris he's thankful for from Pop Star Sales. Um, (laughs) Well, you're just taking everything from me now. I'm sorry about that. He's not thankful no, no. for Stevie stealing no, his thunder. I'm, and, uh, yeah. I'm thankful. Which tells the rich and famous uh, Nick Marentes? No, well, yeah, um, Steve nailed it there. I'm thankful for all the people who supported me in my software endeavors. Uh, and, uh, yes, thank you for letting me have two Ferraris. They fit nicely in the top drawer. So. <laughs> Are any of them remote control? No, no, uh, I haven't got the deluxe model, but <laughs> they'll never rust. They'll never break down. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. Well, we're thankful for hmm. all the contributions you've made in the area of software and and entertainment, and, Fashion um, icons, yeah. and all the encouragement you've given uh, Nitrous Nine over the years, so <laughs> <laughs> pushing its development. <laughs> That's right. Yes. <laughs> um, but I mean, you definitely have um, you've established yourself as somebody who ha- is enough. like a, a gold standard for creating a quality program with graphics and sound and features and you know commercial quality, arcade quality, everything you would expect in a polished uh, product. You've always delivered. So um, I appreciate that about you and how you share that with blogs and. You let people know. You keep us interested. You feel we feel like we're kind of a fly on the wall as you're doing this. That's very cool. You, know, you come on the show. You're always a lot of fun. So I appreciate you, Nick Marentes. 
Thank you. My pleasure. And yeah, yeah. he has helped uh, to spur the development of the Nitrous 9 Ease of Use project, so we're raising Nitrous 9 from a dumpster fire to a dumpster smolder. So <laughs> I just have a different way of doing it. I knock it like anything, and that pushes it forward. <laughs> so, so for you, instead of ease of use, it's ease of abuse? Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. right. Reminds me of that Chumba Wumba song. I get knocked down, but I get up again. <laughs> <laughs> the power of negative logic. That's it. That's it. And Christopher Cromwell says, I'm thankful for Nick Morenti's games. I am thankful to get so frustrated as they were so challenging. <laughs> Looking forward to his new upcoming game, Gunstar. Yes, that's what's called Gunstar. But he pronounces it Star. Gunstar. Popstar. So, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> he drops the R. It's Gunstar. Like Gangsta. It's Gunstar gangsta. and Popstar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. hey, that, could, that could be the one after Gunstar. It could be, be Gangstar. Gangstar. Yeah, yeah. Gangstar. <laughs> be a Gangstar. Gangsta style. Gangsta style. Whoop them gangsta style. You can't refuse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm thankful that David keeps glitching his camera um, with his uh, periodic teases of a zoomed-in soldering picture. Uh, what about David O'Connor? Uh, I've got a whole lot of things to be thankful for, but I'll keep it short. <laughs> um, first of all, I'm really thankful for my crea- our creator who's given us the gift of life. Amen, um, brother. I'm thank- yeah, I'm thankful for the, for the gift of music. Um, and being able to, to give back something to the rest of the world. But, uh, and I'm also thankful for the uh, health system that we have in our country, the fact that it can look after people like myself who've got a disability who can't work anymore. Um, we're not left out on the street. And we're not left to, to, to fend for ourselves. We've actually got support, and that's part of what drives me with the music, to give something back to the community, you know, to show appreciation for, for, uh, for all of that. Um, and on a, uh, a cocoa level, I'm thankful for everybody on this panel, thankful for everybody in the cocoa community, um, and those are the likes of, um, you know, Brendan Donaghy and Ed Snyder who give us all these fantastic uh, hardware toys uh, to play with and, and others have done the same thing, um, like Jason and, and, you know, others on the panel here has given us amazing software and, and the fact that we've, you know, <laughs> these computers that we that, that'll be forty years old next year. Um, that we, we we can still come together as a community and and make new stuff for them these days and write new software and have new hardware products and it's you know, it's, it's almost like the community's thriving more now than it was back in the day. It's uh, it's really inspiring. Well, we're definitely more connected, right, with the internet. That yeah, makes technology, technology. Yeah. We have seen a lot of that improve over the past couple of years. Absolutely, yeah. Did we yeah, get for to? Sure. Did we, David Ladd, you, you, you were, you said your thing, right, David? I don't remember. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> and um, yes. what about Mark Bosley? Anything you want to share with us? Are you just completely ungrateful? <laughs> you should be a lawyer, Steve. Those questions are really like gentle. So, how long have you been beating your wife? Oh, <laughs> uh, I think everyone's pretty much said it all. Yeah, I don't really have anything to add to it. Yeah, so my, oh my. Um, um, up in chat though, uh, for it scrolled off a while ago. Um, 
Mike uh, uh, Sanicki was uh, thankful that he learned the semi language on the 6809 and not the 6502. Oh yeah, let's let's scroll back. <laughs> let's let's do that. Let's let's scroll back. Oh okay, so yeah, a lot of chat going on here. Um, let's see. It was a little while ago. Yeah, so Ben Drakes actually has joined us too. Ken Reichert keeps saying OH. Is that Ohio? Is that like a college football thing? I don't yeah. get that. Okay. Yeah, the okay. Michigan game is today. Okay. All right. Alexander Wallace, hello, 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 all. I'm definitely thankful for Coco Talk and all of you. Thank you, Alexander. Um, I I had a Dukes of Hazard slot racing set at Ken Reichert and said, that's funny. Um, Jerry Young said I had bought the Radio Shack RC trucks uh, and used them to pull cables across drop ceilings. That's good, right? Um, where was that? I'm looking for that in the chat. Uh, I pasted it into the uh, local chat. It's... Uh what was the person's name who who made the comment? Mike, uh, I think it's uh, Sanicki. Nikki, yeah. Okay, where where am why am I missing Sanicki. it? Sanicki. I wonder Sanicki. if it happened when things were disappearing because I'm not seeing it as I scroll back. Uh, what you, 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 you search? There we go. Here we go. I found it. Mike. Yeah. Okay. Mike. Oh, okay. Mike Sanicki or Sanicki or Sanicki. I'm thankful I learned assembly language on the 6809 and not the 6502. Yeah. Thanks. Um, Terry Steen says, I'm thankful for you all, the people who keep the cocoa alive. But first of all, my God, his grace, my family, and for all those who I can serve. Thank you, Terry. That's very nice. Terry Amen. Steen, creator Amen. of uh, Balloon Fire and uh, Gray Lady and Mrs. Mm. Pack and many other hits. Uh, Ron Delvo, we've not heard from you, Ron. What's going on with you? Well, he, this thing here started me off. The, he's thankful for the MC-10. Ron yeah. Delvo is thankful <laughs> for the MC-10. This is my first one. And um, I'm thankful that uh, I also uh, became a Christian in 1980. And through a cascade of things, um, you know, I've become uh, known by the community a little bit. Um, <clears throat> mainly, uh, Steve, yeah, you've done a lot for us. You know, we appreciate it. Amen. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I had the same thing that uh, John Laurie had, a uh, heart condition thing. And uh, I was basically disconnected from my brain and all that stuff, you know. It had, wow. Uh, and all that. So I'm thankful to be alive, too. Um, it's been three years. October 31st is my date. But, um, yeah, you know, all the stuff I have, which, you know, I have a lot of toys. I got them back when... They were cheap. I just posted a picture of a color computer three that I got back in two thousand. So jealous. Twenty dollars. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, and so people get mad, you know. Uh, which I well, you just have to think. Back then, you know, I always had my color computer going. I've always had a cocoa going, a two, a one. I've always played with them. I've done things with them, and then, um, and so, you know, if somebody came along and said, hey, uh, do you want this old computer? You don't need it anymore. Yeah, sure. Take it. You know, right. that's how you collect. And, <laughs> yeah. and uh, the thing I can is, definitely uh, relate to that. I had that happen to me back in the day. Yeah. You, you hold on to the stuff and then uh, now it's become a little bit w- worth something. And that's that's cool. 
some of the stuff I've, I've already sold, like my uh, MM1. You know, I got 700 for that back, you know, five years, six years ago or seven years ago, maybe. Wow. Which uh, paid for all the collection I bought for 300 you know. <laughs> wow. You were a retro before retro was cool. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean. That's um, pretty much. Yeah. You know, he, 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 was, he was retro when it was just considered old crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking old now, so. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny how how it goes from being you know there's there's like this period of time where uh, maybe two to three years after something is like not the it thing anymore it's like that maybe five years after it's prime where it just goes into obscurity and you can literally people are throwing them away and giving them away you know and then at some point in time it gets past that we don't want this old crap anymore like oh man i wish i still had that old crap that i had right hey paul yeah, t barton is joined us yeah i know i've had for a long time is old cars i've yeah. had maybe a hundred cars over over the whole wow. life you know yeah well and, and right. some of them were really awesome i mean you know cars now that we lust over wish we had yeah uh, or, or at least we go to uh a shit car show and look at them and think, wow, this is really cool. You know? Um, and they're just things. If you think about it, yep. even collection and stuff, um, yeah, my astronomy stuff that I, I'm into and that it's just things. Yeah. When it comes to, um, living and breathing and having friends and family, you know, family is the most important thing above anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm thankful for all that stuff. Uh, I see, um, Paul's here. He, Your neighbor. He's a, he's a great guy. He should go next. Paul oh, T. Man. Barton. Yeah. How you doing, buddy? Uh, really good. Good. You were working on 64 meg upgrades? <laughs> 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 we, show, we showed off some of your work last week. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to get a 16 going, but I don't have a driver for it. So. <laughs> When uh, when two megs and eight megs isn't enough, we got to have sixteen yeah. and sixty four. Right? So. Oh, I remember trying to load up sixty four megs just to see how long it took to fill it. It was like hours. Wow! <laughs> wow! Well, I'm definitely thankful that you've been um, you've come back to the community, uh, Paul. Because I I didn't know about a lot of stuff you did back when it was new, but yeah. hearing about it now, it's just amazing. Some of the hard work. Not on Saturday nights. Done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've looked at the three websites that I used to have that somebody has backed up, and unfortunately, they put porn on the bottom of most of the pages. Ah, uh, oh. how yeah, can you concentrate? Yeah, right. Scroll it down there. Yeah. So I just copied some of the pictures and the text and put it up on my blog site. Uh, that's cool. That. What is that? We'll post that for everybody to get to. Uh, it's idezilla at blogspot.com. I-D-E? Zilla. Z-I-L-L-A dot blogspot.com. Blogspot.com. Okay. And so... ID. There's one for bikes, there's one for cocoa, and there's one for guns. Ah, black for guns. Powder. Mostly black powder. Okay. Very cool. Well, I just posted the link out there if you guys want to see okay. some of Paul Barton's projects. Okay. Um, cool stuff, cool stuff. And uh, I got the did Paul, work. Tell, tell them what you do with bikes. 
Oh, I work at a, a volunteer as, at a place called the New Hope Community Center, which is a offshoot of our church. And it's a place where people go in to get food and jobs and GED and bus passes. And then the homeless people that come in, they bring in their bicycles, and I repair their bikes. Like if they need a new tire or a new tube. Oh, that's awesome. Brakes fixed, or their seat's missing because somebody else stole it. So we repair all this stuff free. And then oh, wow. We, I rebuild bikes at home and then take them in and they get them, especially the guys that have jobs and stuff. Yeah. That's really cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. It is. It really mm-hmm. is. So I just got Ian's Mavericks floppy kit uh, yesterday. Yeah. And put it all together and it works fine. Yeah, that's oh, cool. that's a reproduction of what the FD five hundred two controller. Yes, the the small one, the seventeen seventy three version. Okay, and then I know John Strong is working on a new pr- uh, printed case for that. He showed us off some of those yeah, prototypes the, recently. Yeah, the mounting holes are different. Ah, okay. Um, does this fit in a normal five hundred two case? If you had an old one, I don't know. I haven't tried it. I'd have to cut off that center post. Hmm, not sure. Okay, so Mike Sinet, Mike Sinicki is asking, does anybody know or remember Kent Myers from the Cocoa community? He did much with the Flex operating system in OS 9 many years ago. Yeah, I tried that one years ago. <laughs> yeah, Kent, Kent's the guy that did the uh, base of the new G-Shell I'm doing. He was involved with the Level 2 version 3 upgrade with Kevin Darling. He was actually one of the main guys on it. Mm. Unfortunately, he passed away some years ago. So ah. He's also a neighbor of Mark Marlette. He was down in the south part of the state. They used to get together all the time. Oh, neat. Really nice guy. Great sense of humor. Very cool. Is that Simon Jonas in the Madman that just joined us? Sure is. Hey, Simon. Hey, how hi, are you? Simon. Hey, Simon. How you doing, man? Good to, <laughs> good to, good to, uh, to, good to hear you here because we can't see you. <laughs> <laughs> Simon says... Do you want to see my sorry face? Sure. <laughs> yes. yes hey, there he is. Well, there we go. Hey. Yeah. Vilkeman. <laughs> and Simon is much taller in person than he looks on the internet. <laughs> For those of you, yes, those of you who saw him at Coco Fest, yes, he's uh, he's up there. <laughs> uh, I'm only about six foot, Stevie. Okay. Well, you seem tall. Yeah, well. <laughs> so, well, what are you thankful for, Simon? Pardon? What are you thankful for this year? Uh, what am I thankful for? Well, you're talking about Thanksgiving and shit like that, yeah? Just, just in general. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, just, just life. Thanksgiving and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm it's sorry. It's so sentimental. Yes. I'm thankful for Simon's bluntness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not. I, <laughs> the answer could be not. I mean, it, yeah, like you're not feeling right now. But yeah, I'm, I'm okay. thankful. I'm thankful for a lot of things. Oh, no. um, yeah, it's hard to explain. It's hard to explain it, and I probably sure. shouldn't. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. He's, he's got some good. issues going on. He needs prayer with yeah. uh, maybe a Christian. Yep, yep, here. yep. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. right, there you go. Uh, has well, ever? So, go ahead, uh, Nick. So I hope we've. Uh, one thing I didn't say, though, I think we've kind of touched on it, but thank you so much for all the developers 
hardware and software that are oh products. absolutely absolutely like there's, a, there's a few things that are needed to keep this community is like the community is really great because we have where well, we're a community we have new hardware and software like the coco i don't think the coco could continue on if we didn't have all these things that came together uh at a perfect time mm. so just thank you to everybody at developers hardware creators coco uh talk uh gang just everything is is, uh, is needed to keep the community going. Developers, probably... developers, 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 developers. Uh, like if we didn't have, yeah, that was, but I mean, if we didn't have the SDC and drive wire, we'd be dependent on floppy drives. It'd be a whole other yeah. problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah for sure. Or cassettes. <laughs> and, being, and being able to connect to modern displays, being able, like just everything that we have that's enabling us to keep going yeah. through technological changes. I would like to uh, thank the Coco Crew podcast for absolutely being around. Like they, they that, yeah, that was. But I mean, if we didn't have the SDC and drive wire, we'd be dependent on floppy drives. It'd be a whole other yeah. problem. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah for sure. or, or cassettes. And being, and being able. Oh, what oh uh, I just looped my sound back through because I just tried sharing out the thing and I just looped the sound. Sorry about that. Uh, that's all right. We're thankful for the same thing twice. Familiar. Yeah. I thought that sounded familiar. Really thankful. We are yeah. thankful. We are thankful for the same thing twice. Yes. Um, Welcome to the Coco Talk replay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have to add a big thank you here, if I can. There's one really big thank you that I think I, I, I'd like to say on behalf of everybody on the panel. Um, that's a great big thank you to you, Stevie, for your tireless effort every week coming in and you know organizing things and getting it together and keeping the ball rolling on this uh, on this crazy show that we all come together to do and love. <laughs> well, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys and even, even your tired effort, I would, I would even add that to, not yeah, just tireless effort. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that too. <laughs> Thanks. Thank, thank you for saying that. I mean, I always feel this has been a group effort. And, you know, so it is um, It is what it is because of the combined contributions of us all, you know. Well, I was um, shocked when you first asked me to join Zoom. I'm like, I'm not a podcast. What are you talking about? No, no neither, like, neither are we. <laughs> this is really fun, though. Yeah. And that's yeah. how I felt the first time, too. Yeah. I didn't um, know there was going to be a test, either. Yeah. <laughs> um, has everybody gone? Everybody has gone, and we got things are coming through on the live chat. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where I would even begin. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm thankful for growing up in a country that has freedom and and we have to for that freedom we need to thank our uh our veterans who helped defend that freedom for us i'm obviously thankful for my for my parents and for god and everything else um fast forwarding obviously thankful for um getting interested in video games and computers so seeing those old black and white games like asteroids and lunar lander and and being like 12 years old and looking at that CRT and just being mesmerized by all of this and getting the bug for it, which then made me want to get an Atari and then eventually getting a Coco. And um, yeah, I think a lot of us probably would say the Coco is responsible for our careers in one way or another, right? A lot of us got into either software uh, designing or hardware designing or, and I got into it. So I'm obviously thankful for that. Um, I'm thankful that I got, I started doing Coco stuff on YouTube about five years ago, which is how I discovered there was a community and Coco Fest. And um, definitely one of the biggest things that kickstarted my interest in the community and Coco Fest was uh, the Coco Crew podcast when I first started hearing that show. 
um, that single-handedly was responsible for getting me to go to um, Cocoa Fest. You know, I mean, it was uh, it was a basically a monthly infomercial saying, hey, here's the community. Here are people in the community. And there's this event called Cocoa Fest. You need to come out to Cocoa Fest. So that is really what kickstarted it for me. And then once you go to Cocoa Fest and you start meeting all these people and those relationships are formed, um, you know, it's just kind of grown and kind of spiraled out of control since then you know and my time has only been we're going on like maybe five years now 2020 will be like five years i've been in this crazy train that we're on but think about how many things have changed just in the past five years right from five years ago there was one podcast that came on once a month. There was not a lot of hardware providers. There was Cloud9 and, and Ed Snyder's products were few and far between. And, you know, there that was about it. That's all you knew about, right? And then since then, we've gotten retro innovations and lots of products there. We've gotten voice on technologies. We've gotten the Cocoa Man. Um, think about how many games have come out in the past five years from Bouncy Ball, which is one of the first new ones. Uh, John Linville has released half a dozen games from Farfall to Christmas Rush to um, the cartridge games that have come out, um, the transcodes that have come out, all the new products like Popstar and, and Timberman and, and um, uh, the Bomb Threat and the Bomb Squads. I mean, the list goes on. Think of how many things have happened. Um, in this past and Cocoa five Fest years. has grown is another thing. Yeah, I mean, back Cocoa five Fest years ago, it was grown. like 60 to 80 people, and now we're at 120. So. Yeah. Um, Speaking of bomb threat, Rick Adams joined us. Yeah. So, I mean, all these things have happened, and, um, you know, it went from people who either left a comment on a video who you didn't know to Curtis and I starting to speak on Skype. Um, doing an interview with Curtis, doing an interview with Rick Adams, legendary game designer, and doing an interview with Dale Lear, and then doing an interview with the image producers, and then meeting, um, you know, Nick Morentes. I remember that first moment when I'm like doing a doing a video. Um, play, we're doing a live stream, and I'm playing games, and I'm trying to figure out how to play Donut Dilemma because I'd never seen it before in my life. And Nick Morentes was in a live chat, and it's like, hey, you know, you got to press this button or do that or do this, and I was like. And my head was ready to explode. It's like one of those pinch me moments. Like I'm playing a game and the guy who made the game is here helping me figure out how to play the game. It's like you would never imagine these things would ever take place. I've had so many pinch me moments and so many moments of things that you never would have expected would have happened. Um, the cat is really enjoying this right now. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, you, you can't even. That, can you? <laughs> you know, you, you can't. I can't even begin to. Um, to think about all those all those moments, and then this like this show, and it's kind of echoing what Nick um, Morota was saying. You know, I mean, we all have our regular lives and the things we have to deal with every week, and you got work and responsibilities and stress and and anxiety or whatever else you deal with on a daily basis. So my thing I look forward to every single week. The only thing I look forward to every single week is this show because this is the two to nine hours that I get to forget about everything else in life that isn't fun um, and just spend some quality happy time. This is my happy place, right? Right here, this is, you know, to say find your happy place. So coming here to do this show has become my happy place. And um, it's nice of you, David, to say my untiring effort or whatever you said. But usually, honestly, most of the time I show up about an hour before the show and I press a button and it just happens. So it's not like I do a whole lot to, <laughs> to make this happen. It is the magic that we collectively create. But I definitely appreciate um, all of us 
you know, that are here because that's really what it is. It's that perfect chemical reaction of all these people getting together and creating this magic and this joy for me. I mean, I definitely look forward to this every single week. And um, like, and when the the times I can't make it, and I get to listen to it on the replay, I listen to the to the podcast. I really enjoy it. You know, it's like, man, this is a when I'm not on the show and I just listen to it. This is actually a good show. I would listen to this show if I wasn't already on it. You know what I mean? So I <laughs> I enjoy whatever we've managed to create. You know, so I'm thankful for all you guys. Um, uh, and- how many of you guys uh, back in the past were um, sitting with your computer? Uh, you know, waiting for the Coco magazine to come out, and then you get that, and you look yeah, through it. Yeah, and you wanted to buy some of the stuff in there, or um, you hooked up with your local uh, color computer club. That to me was like this group. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, yeah. we used to That's go. That's what we had back. Hook then. up with friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we used to mm-hmm. talk during the week. Same thing. Only it was uh, yeah. m- more local. You know. Yeah. Not, this yeah. is your virtual online users <laughs> group. Yeah. Yeah, and it sh- shows you the change, the the change, how times have changed. Like when I was hanging out at Radio Shack, I was like twelve, thirteen, fourteen years old, and some of my friends I met, like one of my first mentors was a was a guy who was God, I don't know how much older than me. He had to be twenty something, if not older. But you know, I met some strange man who was twice my age at a computer store. Became one of my best friends. It's like you know what I mean. If I think about like if my daughter was twelve years old, yeah, I met this strange guy at the at GameStop, and we're like besties now, and we hang out and be like, "What are you talking about?" You know. So it's just that, like that's how we formed yeah, our local a, club. Was the exact same thing. I met a guy who was in his forties, literally. Yeah, yeah. Me, me too, actually, because um, I had gotten I got I'd gotten a three hundred baud direct connect modem pack for christmas and i was getting on local bbs's with it and like you know it's pretty rough because you know bbs's are 80 columns and you know coco's 32 and i met this guy who was the, the sysop for the local bbs and you know he sort of felt my pain he's like well why don't you come down to radio shack i work there you know i'll hook you up with a, a proper modem you know serial port and terminal program and all that stuff and so like i go to my dad and i was like I don't know, 11 or 12 years old. I'm like, hey, so I'm going to go to Radio Shack and like meet this dude, you know, I met on uh, <laughs> I met on some, some dude I met yeah. online. So, of course, my dad's first question is, what's a BBS? And then, <laughs> and then the second question is like, oh, you, this is like some person, what, oh, you hooked up the phone to them, uh, you hooked up the modem to the phone, what, you know, what's going on? Uh, but, um, actually, uh, we went and met this guy and like right on the spot, he soldered, a, um, a, you know, a DIN connector for, um, cause you know, the, the modem pack is the, the normal DB nine connector. So he on the spot broke out a soldering iron and, and built me a cable. And like my dad, I don't know, gave him 20 bucks and met the guy. And it's just like, yeah, these days that would never happen or. You'd be afraid of who you want to meet. You know, there's an old yeah. saying that uh, if you if you go to buy something off of uh, Craigslist, the fear is one of us is going to die, right? So it's just like either you know you, either the guy who's selling it's going to kill me, or I'm the killer who's going to kill him. You know, it's just like you're you're afraid of who you meet online nowadays. But back then, we met strangers, and they were all good people. You know? so. Yeah, there was a progression from uh, having your computer at home when you first got it, mm-hmm. and then reaching out to your uh, club. And then eventually getting online, and like for me, it was CompuServe. Yeah. So, so there'd be that dimension, and then the local one, and then um, as time went on, the internet came, and then it got even bigger. You know, 
Um, yeah. Just awesome. Well, I mean, I'll give you a perfect example of how times have changed now. So last night, I mean, literally yesterday, I'm, I'm watching Star Wars in the living room. My daughter comes out and she goes, Dad, I made a game. I go, you did? She goes, yeah, I spent like two hours making this game. And she made it in this thing called Roblox, right? And so, and it's a game based on Temple Run, which is a mobile game. And I'm like, wow, this is really cool. So we do a live stream of the world premiere of Megan Stroh's new game, right? And so while we're playing it, people are joining us and people are joining her game. And so in real time, we have people who are watching the live stream join her game, play her game and try it out and give her feedback on her game while we're playing it. And then only that, as we're getting feedback, she's making change. Okay, Dad, I'm going to change this. I'm going to change this. I'm going to update the server. Get out, get back in. And she changed it to Christmas colors, made it red and green and all this kind of stuff. And so it was really cool that my 10-year-old daughter could make a game. People could join that game online. We had like four or five people playing all at the same time. And people were chatting and, you know, saying, tell your daughter she's really smart. She made a neat game. I mean, there's no way you could have imagined that happening back in the 80s. But that's how far technology has come, that we got these tools and this technology that, Mm. you know, bring all this stuff together. And it was really cool. It was a cool experience for for me to be able to share that with her and have everybody be so nice and and kind and give her all that great feedback, you know. And so right before the show started, she was like, because I I had the high score. I had gotten like 12,000. Somebody else got 16,000. And she comes in and she goes, Dad, I got 20,000. You know, so now she's got the high <laughs> score. So when the show's over, I got to try to beat her score. So um, that was a really cool thing um, yeah. last night that we did. But, um, she, but did you make it to level two, Stevie? Yeah, well, it's a never ending <laughs> game. So just, uh, oh, I was waiting for CB oh. to rage quit it. Uh, <laughs> a likely excuse. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we've been joined by uh, a legend in his own mind, Rick Adams, legendary game designer. See, <laughs> see, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear yes, you. Sir. So we're talking, yeah, talking thankfulness. Yep. Uh, well, you know, you're, you're expecting me to be all philosophical and stuff, and that's not going to happen. I'm glad to be alive, and uh, <laughs> uh, my, my life rocks, so I'm, I'm really happy about that. So yeah. uh, that's, that's as deep as it gets. There you go. Um, talking about back in the day and then what it is like now, uh, I remember two stories from back in the early days of computers. Uh, somebody has a computer. The wife comes in and says, what's that? That's a computer. Uh, oh, no, no, it's the other way around. It, it, it is basically... Uh, the guy says, uh, computer, oh, that's never going to be worth anything. I'll tell you when it'll be worth something. When I can order a pizza, that'll <laughs> <laughs> be worth something to me. Yeah. And that was like complete, that was completely ludicrous back then. Yeah. But now you can. Yeah. And the oh, other absolutely. story was, uh, oh, oh, that's a, that's a computer, huh? Oh, type my wife's name in and see, see if she's in there. See if she's in the computer. Well, if she's in there, if she's in there, let her out. No, keep her in there. Keep her in there. (laughs) Now now she is in there on Facebook. What information does it have? Yeah. Now that might actually work. Yeah. When when computer classes first came to the schools, and this was probably like 70s, late 70s, and there were Apple IIs in my public school, and I was like, oh, this is cool. I want to, I want to, I want to take the class. <laughs> but what they had said was, they go, well, you really shouldn't take this class unless you're good in math because you got to be good in math to know how to use a computer. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, I'm not interested in it because I hate math. I, and I still do to this day. <laughs> but it was like they turned me off of possibly learning about the computer even sooner. So I never had a computer class in school until I had already had a cocoa. I had gotten a cocoa. I was in like seventh or eighth grade and I had a cocoa for many years. I taught myself basic. And then like my last year in high school, school 
I'm like, all right, I'm going to take a couple of computer classes. So one of the classes I took was a data processing class learning COBOL on the Burroughs B1900 system. Um, and we were you know, writing programs in COBOL. We had to write it out on graph paper. And you had to like literally write out your code before you entered it to make sure you didn't make any mistakes and then everything else. And so we did that. And that was a um, like an introductory to data processing course that I had taken. And then I also had taken a, an, another class on Apple IIs. Um, but I remember my teacher, and I will never forget him because his name was Mr. Heil. And, and even after I was out of high school, like one one year we ran into him at a grocery store. And we said, hey, Mr. Heil, how you doing? What are you doing? And and he, and he and this was still like in the late 80s. And he's like, yeah, computers are great. It's like one day we'll be able to hold a computer in our hands and carry it with us. You know, it's like just thinking about where technology is going to go and all these <laughs> things, you know. And, you know, look at there. See, Jason Reichard proved him correct, you know. So, um <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember that class. I remember him saying that. It's like, yeah, wouldn't that be neat? You know, when you don't have to plug it in and plug it into your TV and have it, you know, on the wall. <laughs> a portable machine, right? So, um, yeah. and now we can run we can run emulators on our phones. Yeah, emulators. I know. It's insane. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I had God, teachers that told me the same thing. You know, your computer's going to fit in your pocket. And then one day I was just at work eating lunch, and I went. Hey, wait, we have that now. I pulled my yeah. phone out. I'm like, hey, how'd I miss that? <laughs> and I can order a yeah, pizza yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. one of two ways. We don't get a flying... We don't yet have flying cars that we all thought we'd have about now, but we there's plenty of other things that we do have. That yeah. yeah. I don't think amazing, I want really. a flying car. We have flying cars. They're called airplanes. <laughs> it's hard, hard enough to keep them in the air with professionals behind the wheel. <laughs> the one thing they got wrong, though, was a math teacher saying you're not going to be able, you're not going to be carrying a calculator with you wherever you go. Well, oh yeah, right. Yes, yeah. we are. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> they were right. We're carrying computers around. Yeah, your phone is a computer. Yeah. Now. It's insane. Yeah, I remember yeah. seeing the movie The Net when it first came out. Oh, uh, Sandra Bullock. Oh, Sandra Bullock. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. Uh, we went to see it in the drive-through, and I'm watching it, and you know. She's chatting with people and like she's ordering pizza and I'm just like, wow, this is the future right here. Like this, like everybody's going to communicate, you know, via the internet and chat and things are going to get ordered online and everybody, you know, just like some of you others were saying, like they thought, oh, this is sci-fi, this is fiction, this this would never happen. Nobody's ever going to be like, oh, I'm going to get on my computer and order a pizza. You know, like that's so nerdy. Who would do that? Right. <laughs> Damn, here we are. <laughs> yeah. Simon, you were about to say this. something there. Huh? Simon was about to say oh, something. Oh, I'm there. sorry. You still there, Simon? Yeah, sorry. Sorry. I was just wondering why the hell I couldn't break in. <laughs> it got a bit. I won't. But yeah, yeah. I still see. Share Stevie's sentiments on on um, COBOL because I I was taught that as well in the early nineties, and we had to actually um, uh, COBOL with embedded SQL. Oh where, yes, where we had to pre-compile for the SQL, and then compile the COBOL. Wow. So, so was that was that all, what was that all database driven? Was it or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back yeah. in, back when. Uh, I mean, I took my computer education back in the early 90s and I learned COBOL, I learned Unix, I learned um, uh, even Prolog. Does anyone know Prolog? No. Isn't that the beginning of a movie? Briefly. 
<laughs> it's a synthesizer. <laughs> the Korg Pro, there's a Korg Prolog. It's a, it's an analog synthesizer. Yeah. I'm aware of it, though. I've never done anything with it. Yeah, look up the language Prolog. It's, it's all about stuff like predicates and stuff like that. It's a really, mm. really abstract language, you know. And so I learned that crap as well. <laughs> wow. So I share your, I share your sentiments on 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 uh, on COBOL there, Stevie. Yeah, yeah. We were punching ours into terminals. I mean, the uh, Burroughs was in another room in the classroom. We had all the terminals on our desk. And I don't know, what is a Burroughs? Was that like a mini computer, I guess? It wasn't really a mainframe, right? Because it fit in the classroom. So maybe it was a <laughs> mini. I'm not sure. But I just remember it was called the Burroughs B1900, and it ran COBOL, and we wrote it out on graph paper first, and then we punched it in, and we ran our program. And there was commands like get a card, read a card, and we had to read in the data and then figure out what the output was from the data. And it was interesting because, I, I mean, I had already been playing on the Coco, so I knew basic. I understood syntax and structure. So it wasn't a huge leap um, to to kind of mess with this language. Um, but, yeah, it was it was an interesting machine. Uh, I think I don't remember other than punching stuff in a terminal. I don't remember, um, you know, I wouldn't ha- know how to classify the the head end of that machine if it was a, a mainframe or a mini. But I, I always thought mainframes took up entire floors of buildings or something. So I don't know. Well, they uh, used to. We had um, back then. We had uh, terminals like you know the yellow screen. Yeah, yeah, amber. Yeah, yeah amber screen. The yeah. N- oh, yeah. NCR terminals all worked up to. Um, I think back in the day it was probably Xenix or something like that. Mm, yeah. And you had to, whenever you change anything, you had to recompile the kernel and all wow, that. wow, oh, yeah. And and we had we had Sun terminals for for like uh, TCP/IP. This is when the internet's first come out. So I'm I'm all the way back to like Netscape 1.0 stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> where you had to go onto the Sun terminal and you had to type IP addresses manually and you had oh, wow. like uh, LAN muxes, like LAN multiplexers. Oh, wow. That's old school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I've been there, done that. Wow. Yeah. Cobalt Talk is actually best viewed in Netscape. <laughs> Looks best. <laughs> yeah. Looks best in Netscape Navigator. Uh, I thought it was best on uh, Mosaic. <laughs> Mosaic. <laughs> you know how you said uh, when you were talking to, um, you know, like Steve Bjork and uh, yeah, oh yeah, and all these guys. Uh, I had the same feeling when I went to the '84 Rainbow Fest and I met uh, Lonnie Falk. You know, I shook his hand, talked wow. to him a little bit, wow. stuff like that. When you're younger, uh, I wasn't as young as some of you guys were when you first got your cocoa, but it was inspiring to um, you know meet guys that were making their living off of the machine that you were using, yeah, yeah. which was kind of cool, you know. <laughs> um, and seeing all the the latest things that were like cutting edge, you know, all laid out on tables and stuff. Hard drives back then were a big deal. Oh yeah. Yeah, I didn't have one. The living pioneers of that industry. Yeah. Yep. I think one of the most interesting times I can remember, like my first job was working at Radio Shack. And so I had hung out at that same store since I was a kid. So I knew everything in that store. I knew the the Cocos and the Tandy 1000s. What the hell is that noise right now? Uh, 
I think it's from David. Okay, I just muted David, too. Okay. And um, so at the time I worked at Radio Shack, there wasn't a lot of generations coexisting. We basically had the Coco 3 and the Tandy 1000. So, you know, maybe two classes of machines. And I guess maybe the Model 3s were still there. But around 1989, I worked in a store called The Bite Shop in Fort Lauderdale. And we were selling, like... 8086 machines, 286 machines, 386 machines, but we also had the Mac Classic when that was new. We still had Apple IIs on the floor. I mean, there was this one time where there you still had all these machines all still existed at the same time, and nobody had really said, this is the one machine we have to have. Even though the PC was here and there was MS-DOS, people were still buying Apple IIs. The Mac was new. Some people were buying Macs. And so there was a time when... Um, a lot of these machines still coexisted in the retail space even. And, you know, maybe 89 might have been the last year that had happened. But I remember working in a store where we had Apple IIs, Apple IIcs, Apple IIgs, Macs, Mac IIs that were in color, uh, PC clones. All these machines all were in the same store at the same time. And I can't think of any other time in history where you had that many different types of technologies that were so different and incompatible with each other, but all still were able to exist and people still buy, I'm happy with this, I'll still buy. You know, yeah, you're selling a Mac and yes, you're selling a PC that runs MS-DOS, but I think I'm going to buy an Apple too because that's still good enough for me. That's really an interesting kind of mishmash of generations and platforms that all were still available. You know, I can't think, I just can't think of another time like that, you know. The other thing is uh, the Internet worked with all these different machines at the same time, which was kind of perplexing. You know, um, how could, you know, you send messages and, and a different machine totally that was incompatible with mine get the same, you know, message. Yeah, well, I didn't know of the Internet back amazing. then. I knew of, like, bulletin boards, though, for sure. Well, we had uh, FidoNet and stuff. Oh, okay, that. like passing messages back and forth? Yeah, they, yeah. they had nodes Yeah, that would come, come around. You'd leave a message and it would take a few, couple hours before you'd get an mm. answer. Or yeah. a day. I remember some of the yeah. board message systems. You'd leave a message and I'd come back the next day to get the response yeah. for it. Because that it was, was like considered overnight. fast. Yeah, well, because <laughs> one, one board would call the next board and exchange messages. And so yeah, it like the FidoNet system did? Yeah. yeah. Now you consider that when um, my wife and I first got married, well, just before we got married, I lived in Ohio, she lived in New York, and we wrote to each other for a number of months. There was no, you know, we didn't have, uh, we couldn't text each other. Yeah. You know, we'd, we'd hang on our mailbox waiting for the mail to be delivered to, you know, see what's going on with the other person. It's just changed completely. My my first like relationship girlfriend I ever had, I met on my PBS that I was hosting in my bedroom. I remember somebody came on our show one time. I forgot who it was. Says, "Yeah, I got a BBS because I thought it'd be a great way to meet chicks or something like that." But I actually hosted my own BBS. I mean, you kind of have an unfair advantage. You know who all your members are, and so I, I, this was probably no different then than it is now. But. You know, the the amount of women that enter computer-based communities were few and far between back then, just like they probably are now. So the minute one woman joins a bulletin board system, it's like all the the, the wild dogs just all converge. (laughs) So it's just like... That still happens today. Yeah. But at least I basically, I I had the luxury of being the first first one to hit on all the ones that joined. (laughs) 
pull them board. But yeah, I, I went on a couple of different dates with a couple of uh, women that were on the board, and one of them became my girlfriend for many years. Um, uh, Listen, one time, one time, I, I was <laughs> I was self employed right as a sign painter, and I I went uh, to this uh, trucking place that I had to do. Uh, uh, lettering for and I, I did it on a regular basis they get a truck and i'd letter the uh, put the lettering on the truck yeah one day this guy uh says he's leaving i said you're leaving do you get a job somewhere else he goes no and this is like in 98 maybe 97 some just before the internet really took shape but mm-hmm. he, he was on it and he said he found a um he's divorcing his wife and he's moving to nevada and that was in um I think it was in New York then, or no, it was Ohio then. And uh, I said, Nevada? He said, yep, um, I've had it with my wife. I'm divorcing her, and I'm, I'm leaving. I said, you met somebody on the computer? Yeah. And um, we've been talking for three months. <laughs> Which is plenty oh, of time to get to, to meet somebody. Yeah. yeah. Probably one of the earliest recording cases of being catfished, yeah. too. So, yeah. and, and I, I went home, and I told my wife. I said, uh, uh, this internet's pretty powerful. This guy is leaving his wife and he's getting divorced and he's going to go marry another person that he met online. Wow. And I said, um, what do you think about let's get some internet going? You know? <laughs> let's get some internet going. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. Ron. Ron wasn't allowed to have For the internet reason. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Ron just got the internet last year. <laughs> oh, wow. Was it actually a woman? Did it, like, what happened? Did it? He might have been catfished. You never know. He's gone. He's gone. Jake from State Farm. Jake from State Farm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. How about we take a break? Uh, We'll come back. We can continue as you think of things that uh, you're thankful for. Feel free to chime in with those memories, fond memories, positive vibes. Are we going to have the American Cocoa, too? You know what? I didn't have time. Somebody oh, said, no. "Somebody said, man, I'm really thankful for all that untiring effort you put into the show, but I didn't manage to get <laughs> anything new and untiring put into the show. So uh, let me see if I can find it, and I'll run it manually. Yeah, we should do that, because that was thanks to John Lowry. John found that. Um, and we'll run the American version of the Coco 2 commercial, and then we'll take a commercial break, and then... Um, We'll come back and here it is. Let's see if it's going to show up. Hold on. We got to put it over here where you guys can see it. It gets stuck in your head sometimes. I know. <laughs> it is It is such a catchy song. Let's crank up the a volume. Quality. Yeah. So thanks, John Lowry, for finding this one. This is the American version of the Coco Dew commercial. So we'll go ahead and play that. Coco Dew's got Coco 2, the color computer with personality from Radio Shack. Sale price for Christmas giving from $149.95. Radio Shack's Coco 2, do what you want to do. Just use All right, so we got that. So we're definitely thankful for the Cocoa Dew. 
How about we also thank our patron sponsors that we're also thankful for. So for those folks who help support the cost of hosting and streaming and producing this uh, fine quality program that comes to you live each and every week, how about we say a big warm thank you to Al Hartman and Alan Huffman and Blair Leduc, Brendan Donahy and his Coco VGA project, and Brian Joyce of Extructus.com, Brian Weasler. We have a new patron, Cynthia Armstrong. Thank you, Cynthia. And Christina, sorry, I can't even read what's in right. Christina, yes. I spelled Christina wrong, though. I have to fix that typo. Christina Armstrong and DeBruce Moore, who has brought us many quality things like Forest of Doom, Coco Forever, System Hacked, and now Joey and Coco. We've got Davey Mitchell, Diego, Disney Saints fan Eric Canales, and Fedor Steeman, and Grant Leedy, and Jason Downs, and Jenna Farron, and Ken Reichert of the Ken KenMakeIt.com site, and Kyle Etter, and Malfunct, and Polly Walnuts, Fiscarelli, Paul Shoemaker, Richard Lorbieski of Voice on tech.com rob ian and steve bjork terry steen terry steggy of the tandy shack.com the backyard shed gang tom c tom s you name it the thanks go on but how about we do this we're gonna hear from one of the many 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 celebrities that we have encountered on the show how about a word from ken reichard this is ken reichard author of nightmare highway nightmare highway and you're experiencing Coco Talk? Radio Shack, America's technology store. Right! This Christmas, Tandy has a very special offer. A family color computer pack to take away at a very special price. This family computer comes complete with software and costs an incredible $449, a saving of $241.69. It's powerful, educational, and ideal for the young and young at heart. The easy way to start computing. The Color Computer Family Pack from Tandy. Get it while it's hot. Tandy, the biggest electronic store in Australia. As you start your journey to Coco Fest, you notice the road ahead is littered with rogue furniture. You realize you are driving on the Nightmare Highway. Nightmare Highway. The new game for the Tandy Color Computer 1, 2, and 3. Nightmare Highway. Nightmare Highway. Stunning low-resolution visuals. Digital to analog converted sound. 100% machine language and basic. What are they saying about Nightmare Highway? Nightmare Highway. Steve B. York says, Of all the games released this year, this is one of them. Elkert S. Boyle says, This will not be on my site. Nick Marionette says, Crikey, look at the size of that croc. Get your complimentary copy of Nightmare Highway. Nightmare Highway. At cancanmakeit.com. If you got it for free, you paid too much. Coming soon. All situations depicted in this trailer actually happened. This true story has been anonymized to protect the guilty. Starting in the dead of winter, a group of bored teenagers Blue Stuff Pup learned code cracking, learned 
phone freaking, hijacked and hacked. No system was safe. No one could catch them, or so they thought. A true story at the dawn of the internet. System hacked. And now, Coco Thoughts by Samuel Gimes. If I put a real-time clock in my color computer, who would I blame when I say out too late? And we're back. That's a classic Samuel Gimes there. Samuel Gimes has got so many hits, the, uh, the, the list is too long to count to. Um, so we are, we have finished, I believe the main segment of the show where we talked about what we're thankful for, although hopefully, you know, anytime you want to continue to give thanks, feel free to do that throughout the entire program. But now what we're doing before we get into the boring part about project updates and acquisitions and all about me, uh, segment of the show, we've decided to make news front and center as early as possible so the news gets the full attention and i can't think of a better person to bring us news than none other than our hispanic member l curtis boyle so curtis why don't you tell us let me stop sharing um tell us what's new and exciting in the world of retro this week nothing no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) okay let me good night everybody (laughs) Oh, good news is good news. <laughs> Push the button, Frank. <laughs> okay, we should be sharing? Yes. There's the button. Archive World of Dragon. Yes. Okay, so uh, we've remembered from back uh, the last couple of years, there's been a bunch of the AGD games that were yes. uh, transcoded between the Sinclair Spectrum to us. And uh, we kind of caught up, and, and kind of things had died down for a bit. And, and lo and behold, this week, Paris Red and uh, Keys Van Oss have actually released two six-game packs in a week. Wow. New stuff that came out. So this was pack 38, which contains uh, six, six different games. I'll just recite the titles here. Uh, Andy's Escape, Dead Zone, Dirty Dozer, and then Doom Pit Parts 1, 2, and 3. Wow. For us audio listeners here. And then for the video watchers, here's uh, some screenshots from some of the games. Doom Pit, part one, two, and three. Have fun, you lucky bast. (laughs) (laughs) Dead Zone. PC no-no games. AGD powered. Yeah. It looks like an AT thing with a bike in the middle there. Earth main cities are being invaded by UFOs that abducted all living beings they find. Every place they raise becomes a dead zone. Wow. That sounds ominous. Okay, Stevie, uh, just sound out the big words. Yes, that took me a while. <laughs> took me a while. Is that an alien powered helicopter there with tiny blades? Could be. Or it could be you're the, you're the player attacking. I haven't tried any of these yet, I didn't get okay. a chance to. So. Dirty Dozer. Wow. And look how cute he is. He's like Thomas the Choo Choo. Uh, so cute. All right. So, um, Dirty Dozer. Keyboard or left joystick. Okay. 
Uh, what the hell is going on there now? Press <laughs> a key. Oh, there's like all these different levels of where the dozer is, huh? Yeah. Okay. I, I just out of curiosity, has anybody in the panel had a chance to try any of these yet? Since are these the AGD games? AG, these are new AGD games. Oh, I haven't games, tried yeah. these ones. They look cool. I was wondering if anybody in the panel actually had a chance to try them because I didn't get a chance to. No, I always installed them, but I haven't tried them yet. So, see, Nick, that was your cue not to respond. Oh. <laughs> okay, try, let's try that again. <laughs> I, I like the splash art in this one. That's a pretty decent black and white dragon for the Doom Pit ah. series. I've I, I just I've just been informed that there actually is a new Coco Thoughts, so we're probably gonna have to play that. Okay, this is Doom Pit. Interesting. Okay. Oh, that looks a little bit like uh, Downland or Super Pitfall or something like that. That's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, Mind looking. Rescue or something. Yeah, this one looks interesting. I, I, it yeah, looks like a, yeah. Doom Pit looks game. really interesting. Doom so Pit Part recent, Two. These were in the most recent big pack, were they? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Doom Pit looks like something I'd like to try. Yeah. What does AGD stand for? I'm not. I'm not uh, arcade game designer. So it's oh. kind. Of, it's kind of like a, a a game engine development set where you can cool. you know kind of drag and drop and create these games that play. Um, it was originally made for the ZX Spectrum, but then PearSat and his partner have created a Coco compatible uh, interpreter for it. Yeah, Coco and Dragon compatible. Coco so and Dragon, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the um, the um, the resolution is the same, a two fifty six by one ninety two, but we don't have colors in in that mode. So the the Coco and Dragon versions are all monochrome, but it's basically the same game because they ported the um, the engine. Okay, very cool. And they're all they all yeah, it, 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 nice it kind of they're very there's very much mostly like platformer style games. Yeah, you I know? think that's what the engine's kind of uh, the engine around. engine's designed for like platforms. So a lot of the like you know ladder type games, jump and jump and climb. Um, but there's there's literally hundreds of them now that we have access. Oh, to. Well over two hundred now. Yeah. 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 So just tons of so extra that content. that got released at the beginning of the week, and then I think three days later, all of a sudden, the next game pack came out. But wait, there's more. Now how much game would pack you pack? Thirty nine. <laughs> So this one has Mysterious Dimensions Part 2, Nixie and the Seed of Doom, Seta Taisho versus Yokai. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. And then oh, Sophia 2, Parts 1, 2, and 3. Wow. What the hell is this one here? That is just crazy. Yeah. That's called Mysterious Dimensions. It looks like something a grade school student would draw on their screen. Well, there remember there time. was that school that actually was yes, teaching game true. design. So these that's might have been by the students. I'm okay. Not sure. From okay, that's cool. Ah, the art style, neat, yeah, that's awesome. That's like yeah. Super Mario Brothers three or something. On acid, <laughs> <laughs> Nixie and the in it if it was on acid. Se- seeds of doom. Yeah, just hit yourself in the head a few times. You'll see sparkles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you won't need artifact colors anymore. <laughs> yeah. This Light. one even appears to give you hints, like it says maybe there's a back door. You know, mm. Oh, that's mm. neat looking. Yeah, some of these actually kind of remind me of what Chet's been doing with Digger 3, except in black and white, so. That is cool. Hmm. Looks dangerous, too. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, this is interesting. (laughs) That creature on the left's got, like, boobs for eyes or something. I don't know what's going on there, but. uh... (laughs) It's like an onion head. It's like an onion head. Now, is it only Stevie he noticed that? I'm just curious. (laughs) 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 Oh. Like, does it have to do with your mindset? I'm not yeah, sure. It could be. 
<laughs> the sophomoric mindset. Yes. <laughs> now, this is really Psychology interesting. It's got, it's got kind of an Asian look to it, right? So yeah, it does. It kind of reminds me of Karateka a little bit. Um, Sophia, too. Oh, she's like a female witch or something? As if there's any other spider. kind of witches, but yeah. Um. <laughs> That's one big, big ass spider, that one. Yeah. It's like a Minecraft spider. <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting looking one. Yeah, that's cool. So much talent. I know. A lot of screens. Lots of screens. Yep, lots of screens. Sophia 2, level 3. Wow. Some of those uh, figures kind of remind me of Rad Warrior. Some yeah, of those, so. yeah. Yeah, like the statues and stuff, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing what you can do, even just in monochrome, you know? Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Make out all the detail. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that that was pretty cool, I thought. Monochrome is a art style. Absolutely. This week's Jim Gary contribution, he must be having holidays or something, because there was only one that I saw. Um, is based on the, uh, the the surprise hit movie, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Or for yes. those in, in the UK, tomatoes. Tomatoes. So you've got to dig holes and you get the tomatoes <laughs> trap type thing. So Kim Fia's background music will be through this one. Oh, wow. Listen to this. Look, look, that six bit dat sounds amazing. Yeah, especially. Well, actually, no, the MC10 only has a one bit dat. Oh, wow. Here, so. It's amazing what that MC10 can do. <laughs> Skip the directions here. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. I like his using of the dark green background. Yeah. So you actually get two greens on the screen. Yeah. You never have enough green on a cocoa. Nah. X Y <laughs> X Y. What is that? And there you build, you watch the animation he did to build the holes. Oh, there. Oh. X Y is him moving. Yep. Yeah. The red blocks are the tomatoes, and then yeah. you build a hole and actually uses three ASCII characters to make the hole grow. You lose a man. You lose a man. You lose a man. How many times are you going to lose a man? Three, by the looks of it. Yeah. I'll just let do one more whole thing here, and then I'll, I'll stop it. But, uh, oh, yeah. So it goes from a dot to something else to the O. So a small O to a big O, basically. And it, it makes it look like it's expanding. Wow, now he's got three tomatoes. So do the mazes change over time? I believe so. That's neat. Uh, or maybe it's hard-coded for you know, each Now, this uses, so the, the MC-10 did not have the play command, so this is all sound statements. Yes. <laughs> Amazing, huh? Yes. <laughs> I think it's using that uh, board that uh, David was showing off last Oh, you know, so it's a dot, a zero, <laughs> it's a dot, a zero, and then an O. Because the zero, you can see that? Because yep. the O is like square. Ah, you lose a man. It was such a cool animation. I mean, just to think of the animation. Yeah, because it looks like the whole thing. the box to do that kind of an animation yeah. using text. Good job, Jim Gary. And here we have hey. a guy who's actually been in chat today. I don't know if he still is. Um, Jerry Young. Oh, hey, he Jerry. himself Pitfall Jerry. Oh, Pitfall Jerry. Okay, I'm trying to put two and two together. Okay. He's in Discord, well, he too. Some, yeah, he did some basic games on the MC10. Um, I'll just kind of show a few of them here so oops too far there one key to move left one and minus huh avoiding asteroid game. i don't I have no mm-hmm. idea what the volume is like for you guys so let me know no, i can hear it fine oh wow that oh dude that looks really nice and that was fast uh, that's cool Are you, you want to have basic or 
Yeah, these are all in basic, this entire video. And he's got a whole bunch he went through. Wow. And I don't know the story behind it, but he was actually at a hotel when he, he filmed this. So okay. he was on the road and decided to play some games. If he's still in the chat, he can give us some details. That's nice. That's, impre- that's impressive for basic. He's in the ah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So impressive it's so fast, you can't even, it's so fast yeah. you can't that's even hard. play it, man. <laughs> So I'm not the only one that takes an MC-10 to the hotel. <laughs> you can do your MC-10 into your own business. <laughs> is that strip on the bottom supposed to be there? Or is that just like an emulation glitch or something? No, that looks like it's running on real hardware. No, yeah, I it's mean, probably when you hit a carriage return the last line, it tries to fill uh, the Jerry Young says, okay. I'm here. Hey, Jerry. Hey, jump on Zoom, dude. There's a link to Zoom out there. Yeah, feel free to join the show and give us some details. Yeah, for sure. That is really neat. It's very, very fast. Uh, yeah. Right. And here's the listing, in case you guys want to know how he did it. Now, their fonts, look at, look at the zeros on the wow, MC10. Wow, that's really short. That's really short. Mm-hmm. That is really short for all that. This, this one would actually run on the 4K yeah. MC10. It's packed a lot into that. That's impressive coding. Look at the zero on the MC10. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's got that kind of diamondy zero yeah. shape. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if this is real hardware or an emulator. Searching. I think in this particular Searching. case, and Jerry can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this was done on the emulator. Oh. But he has done videos with the real hardware. It's traveling for work. Found. That means he can't be here. One for oh. left and minus right. I have to look at my MC. Now that had a little bit different sound. This one you have to catch the shapes. So you got to catch. Oh. oh, is there a link to get all this stuff somewhere? Ah, did he have one on the video comment here? I want to break up the MC10. Maybe try pitfalljerry.com and see if he has a link for the actual games themselves. Does the does the MC10 have a high speed pop, or is it just a single speed? Nope, single no. speed. You probably hear more than tiny. Yeah, okay. James Diffendapper has been working on a replacement ROM that speeds up BASIC a bit, though. Optimized hmm. basic, and if there's an episode you can listen to it on where my head explodes, so it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the one that ends abruptly, I believe. <laughs> Demon attack, ooh, yep. these are really neat. Look at that load screen, look at that. It's, that's cool. They're from cassettes. Oh, is that the um Dude, that is re- that is really cool. I think Jim That's pretty G- well done. Jim Gar- Jim Gary has some competition. <laughs> we now have two people writing software for the MC10. <laughs> Actually, there was a third I saw recently too, oh, yeah? so there's 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 a few. Yeah. Pretty soon they'll be outnumbered. Okay. Well, that's good it just goes oh, to show if, like, you're, if you're if you're clever and you're artistic, you can do so much with like very yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. the draw. That's just... the draw of retro computing, right? I'm really so impressed with, with the responsiveness of all this. It's really so much with so little, just like this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're way under this. I mean, yeah. come on. That is really good. I, I love the flipping effect. You know. The yeah, the flapping of Why? the wings. That's wings. Yeah. so simple yeah, yeah, yeah. but so clever. Just like the real yeah, demon attack. More than tiny yeah. groups now, Ashton. He does a listing here if you want to see Demon Attack. So there you go. No. Yeah. That's a bit longer. Much longer. <laughs> Some of them are really long. Still, it's not. Dragon Castle. Dragon. Now, 
Did he make all these games, or is he just playing them? No, he's just playing them. I, I, I oh. don't know if he wrote any of them or not. Yeah, he said some cassettes. Okay. So now we try to guess the castles. But he's, he's got some here I haven't seen before, and they're not all by Jim Gary, so that's that's, a, that's hard to imagine. This one's more of a random guessing game. So <laughs> Ken says before. the bar is set low, but still the show manages to get under it. <laughs> yeah, we limbo dance under bad quality. That's what we do. Yes. This is really neat. Very. Oh, look at that. That's really cool. It's like a one of the, It's a duck lip dinosaur. So. <laughs> Come here, let me give you a kiss. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I love him and hug him and call him George. <laughs> okay, says so I found them in the list of the cassettes in the emulator folder. I just played them. Okay, so these are just MC10 games for us to enjoy. Um. And so far, I'm liking every one that I see. So they're not up in our Cocoa Archive. Freeway. Oh, this is kind of a Frogger style. Yeah. I remember playing this game at Cocoa Fest <laughs> in real life. <laughs> yeah, when you hurt your ankle. You lost, though, if yes. I remember correctly. Yes, I did. I... You took damage. I was, I, was, I was testing the collision detection of the concrete median. Uh, <laughs> you lose a man. You must have had low HP at the time or something. Yes. This is neat. Yeah, kind of a Frogger. Yeah, I was thinking that a Frogger game on the uh, Coco VJ might be interesting with some character, redefinable characters, you know. And the sixty-four mm. by thirty-two. Oh, so. what the hell is this? Wow. Road race. I've seen this one. This was in that uh, uh, TRS eighty color computer and uh, MZ ten games. That black cover book. Hmm. I remember playing this yeah, on, on. Oh, the yeah, Coco. visibility con- conditions. Uh, you know what? Let's try. Yeah, the visibility basically just takes your car further down the screen for a harder <laughs> level, so that you have less time to react. Ah, okay. Oh, I remember this. We played the heck out of this in the early 16K color yeah. basic days of our Coco. And this is That's like kind of a car race game with a trail of smoke, I guess. Yeah. Variable width tracks and I didn't realize it from the book though. So thanks for that update, yeah, there, Jason. That's so. neat. That's neat. I mean, and this see, this is what I love about Basic. You can print very quickly Here's in Basic. Things. You know, so to do a vertical mm-hmm. scrolling game using the print command is one of the fastest and easiest things to do. Yeah, sign your graphics in in uh, Moon, strings. Oh, here by Jim Gary, Moon Rover Patrol. Yeah, I think we showed this one a long time ago. All right, well, let's see um, it. Hey, thanks for doing this. All these games, Pitfall, Jerry. Yeah, it should be kicking in pretty quick here. Get ready for level. What are you, is that your medication? You said should be kicking in quick, Curtis. I, 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 I don't know. I'm self medicated. So like, <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. So, oh, oh, so that's right the now. buggy. That's the buggy. Look at that. It's got the scrolling mountains, and that's your buggy. Oh, it's even got the, the checkpoints, and there's the spaceships, dude. That is really good. This is based on, this is a basic version of Moon Patrol. Oh, look, and it blew a hole in there. Oh, he didn't jump. Repairs underway. That is really good. Yeah, it's got the boulders. It's got the... Uh, it's got the holes. Yeah. yeah. And the, the scrolling. That's cool. Yeah. Huh? You got to not fall in the hole there, Pitfall Jerry. Uh, <laughs> well, it's called Pitfall for a reason, you know. Yeah. A, Steve, you don't even get started. 
Oh, he jumped both jump. of those things. That's cool. Yeah. Jump. Jump. Not bad. He's even got you know two level scrolling. So I guess yeah. even the MC10 had that special feature, not just the gimme. Yeah, yeah, not just the gimme. Jump. Yes. Oh, double jump. Double <laughs> jump. Ooh, he did it. Oh yes. Hey. Looks like he's controlling a lion with lasers. <laughs> Blue lion, yes. No, 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 I died. Oh, it even plays the music. That is the correct music, too. That is, yeah, just very quickly. Anyway, that was a really interesting episode. I hope he does some more of these and switch off some of the other Was this a live stream? Yes, it was. I didn't catch it as a live stream. Oh, we got to subscribe. Put the link to his channel so I can subscribe and I'll know when this happens again. We have so many Coco celebrities now. Of course, we all are in the shadow of Nick Marotta, Nick Marotta, Nick Marotta. But oh. um, <laughs> oh, there he did. Okay. Anyway, that was that was pretty cool. I've, I've seen a couple of his videos before, but this was the first long play of a bunch of games all in one shot. That was really cool. So I'm hoping he can come and guest on the show sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Please, Jerry, when you can join us, love to have you. Next up, uh, TJB Chris, um, who has been doing a lot of kind of technical things. He was showing some not just nine, talking to other computers and stuff, and, and he's, we've featured a few of his videos before. <clears throat> he did uh, this video here. He was generating all the uh, super extended or the super extended basic uh, error codes, and then what kind of situations actually cause them. So it kind of teaches you if you see this error, this is the type of stuff you would have done wrong. So he explains, you know, what what would have caused the error. So I'll just fast forward a little bit here of fun, which um, you're probably going to agree is not going to burn up the charts on the messages in extended color basic by error code. So then it shows you the list of the error codes and he starts going through them. Create the state necessary. You might here. get a little steam, but this is often, uh, unless you happen to use. And again, this is not, uh, but I am do let's get credit. It's not actually connected. Uh, the CCR81 is not on, but I can write to the port and the computer will just write to it. It just assumes that the cassette is ready and doesn't really have any way of knowing whether it's not. So there we go. I opened a file on device number minus one. That's the cassette. And then I opened another one on the same device and got an AO error already open. Already open. Okay. The next yeah. one, bad subscript. So he goes through the, all, all the error codes. And okay. it's, it's actually kind of informational because some of them are, you know, fairly obscure ones that you might not recognize unless you do a lot of basic programming. So it might help you actually track down a bug in your code if you hit some of these and you're going, I don't understand, why is it doing that? Now, he did have a correction uh, additional video he did a little bit later in the week uh, covering a couple more. So he goes through, and I'll just read the description here so you guys can go watch for the actual details. Uh, the UF error, which is not in any of the manuals that he could find. I have seen it one of the manuals in... Um, mm-hmm. Was it the original color basic, extended basic? But basically, UF is an undefined function error. So if you're using the def function hmm. command uh. and you try to run a function you haven't defined yet, it'll give you that. And then you found a little quirk with it. I didn't realize, but any error, not non-existent file error, we normally get with this. Basically, we try to you know open a file or load a file that doesn't exist. Actually, is an extended basic, too. And we're trying to figure out, like he was trying to figure out, and I, when I first read about it, I was trying to figure out this, too. How the heck do you get a non-existent file error on a cassette system? And it wasn't the cassette that returned it. It was the deload command if you were loading off the network controller because you could tell it to deload a specific file. And, you know, if you're pulling it off the network two or whatever, 
And uh, in that case, you could get a non-existent error because you could tell it to load a file that's not mounted on the on the network network share that they used to have back for the classrooms back then. So that was kind of cool. So you guys kind of kind of goes through the a couple of those there. So there's a couple of addendums. But if you're a basic programmer, it's definitely worth checking out because it it, it gives you examples for every single error command. What type of a situation will cause it that you can then use to help debug your own programs. Funny thing for me that was ironic too is he actually mentioned at the bottom of this one he was asking about uh, you know if, please note information is based on my exploration in foggy memory maybe incomplete if there's a way to generate on a Coke through that disk other than the way he did I'd be interested to hear it but he has comments shut off on his entire channel so you can't get back to him to actually let him know so if he sees mm. this please open comments up so we can actually try to respond to you interesting. This is probably the biggest story for me this this uh, week, and that's yeah. The, this was good. <laughs> the Ed Snyder announcement that the Gimme X will support a two point eight six megahertz mode, um, and also that the Gimme X he's planning to start shipping the first version of it here in January. So wow! Oh, wow. yeah, um, that's exciting. The cat liked so, that news. Yeah, yeah, cat's excited. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna run run the, run the whole video here. Because what he's doing is he's got a basic program, so there's no assembly or anything else, nothing fancy. And it's just basically generating um, a bunch of random characters on the text screen. And he does it first at 0.895 megahertz, and he actually lo- shows the speed at the bottom. He also clears the screen one character at a time in a 4NX loop. So you get to watch it go through the Coco 1 standard speed, then the Coco 3 double speed standard speed, and then the new Gimme X turbo mode, as he's calling it. Just a simple speed test. Are you guys getting audio with that? Yes, yes. Just a simple speed test of the Guinea X turbo mode that is at 2.86 megahertz, putting some random characters on the screen. This is Coco 1 2 speed. 0.89, okay. He actually had about two seconds going before he had run, too, so... Yeah. It was a 1,000 characters. Is that the benchmark? Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry, folks. It gets faster in the next ones. A lot faster. And there's double speed. So that's the Coco 3 full double speed mode. Okay. 1.79, yeah. Yeah. And the wiping the screen is also included. Uh, so this okay. the wipe the screen we just saw previous was 1.79. That's basically an, that's an unrolled loop of just... Yeah. Yeah, okay. For R&D. And there's 2.86. Wow, crikey. <laughs> Crikey, look at the speed on that beauty. <laughs> now, taking this and combining it with a 6.39 in native mode, so we get an extra megahertz faster than the Coco 3 double speed mode does, and you can then add in the 6.39 native mode stuff. I mean, we could get stuff that if you're considering it versus a 6.39 would be pretty well a 4 megahertz Coco in some cases. So I'm I really like looking the way forward that, to uh, 
I like the way that he described it as, oh, nothing, you know, nothing's... Yeah, well, he was hoping to get <laughs> more out of significant. it than <laughs> He was disappointed like, That's nothing somewhat. significant. That's huge. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, know I really Simpson... like the way he's... Okay. I was just you know, going to say, I really like the way he's implemented it too. It's you, To access the 2.86, you, you use the standard POC 65497 and you just um, poke a certain value in there. Yeah, the letter, the letter Z or Z for his, his nickname, Zipster. <laughs> That's oh, what it was. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, okay. I like how he always yeah. carefully thinks out backwards compatibility, so that you know, like if some you know program from the '80s or '90s, you know, just pokes a zero to that, it just automatically will get you back into what's normally expected. So he's always really careful about that. Yeah. So yeah. Because cool. anything yeah. that did the normal double speed poke will still function as a normal double exactly. speed poke. You yeah. have to put that special value there to. I, I know a lot of people would poke it at zero. I'd always poke it at 255. I figured I want to put the most poke into the <laughs> slot I can do. I'm going to poke it on max, and maybe I'll get an extra couple of milliseconds out of that thing. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> but I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Nitrous 9 is going to sing on this because, I mean, Bill and I did run, and Bill, Bruce, I said, and a bunch of others back in the day, we did run overclock 6809s and 6809s. So some of us are running like true 2 megahertz instead of 1.79. Some people went up to 2.25, 2.4. This is actually a jump past that. And unlike the yeah. clock doubling circuit that Sockmaster and some other people did, like Bob Puppo back in the day, which only sped up certain instructions that were accessing or not accessing memory, where it could you know, speed up internally, and when it had hit RAM, it had to slow down. This is across the board. Everything is a megahertz faster. So no I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Mm. It's, yeah, at, at like one megahertz faster, that's like, that's... That's a jump more than the entire speed of the original Coco One at standard speed. Yeah, it's it's almost it's like a sequential. It's like the Coco One speed. You you add an extra megahertz to basically doubling the Coco One speed, and then you're adding another. So you're tripling Coco One speed now on this. Yeah. And and the nice yeah. thing is too is because Ed's also announced along with Brendan when we announced the Coco VJ update last week, is that they've got that SAM doubler for the Coco One and Two. So they're mm-hmm. getting true double speed as well. So now all Cocos are getting an increase in speed. Mm-hmm. So I imagine the games we could write for the Coco 1 and 2 running at a full 2 megahertz, and imagine Coco 3 games running at almost 3 megahertz now. So, and there's just mm. a ton of stuff. that. And, and Chet Simpson's offered, if he gets one of the first boards, he says that he'll make a kick-ass version of Digger 3 specifically using this mode. Hmm. So I don't know if he's planning on putting like background music or enhanced graphics or what, but I'd love to see what he does with it. Just think of all those new games that Stevie still won't get to level 2. <laughs> but, but he won't get to level 2 much faster now. I will so. die quicker. Yes. <sighs> I'll rage quit to to level two at a higher frame rate. Yeah, I'll rage quit three times faster now. So <laughs> it's going to be really useful. Yeah, it's going to be really uh, helpful for me too. Uh, working on this new step sequencer program that I've been working on, I was playing around with it during the week um, and experimenting with a high speed poke versus normal speed on my Coco One. Um, and the high speed poke made a significant difference to how quickly I could run the sequences without them. Um, without the, the timing being affected by uh, different uh, parts of the program um, executing at different speeds. So uh, having that extra speed there again on top of that, three times the speed, is just uh, stuff that I thought I'd have to do in machine code, I'll be able to do in BASIC. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm hoping like for BASIC 9 programmers, I mean, BASIC 9 already runs faster and you can do, you know, low-end arcade-style games on that if, if you design within limitations. I mean, now with an extra megahertz... You might be able to do some real arcade games properly with that, so I'm looking forward to that. Can't can't mm. wait. Uh, next one here, mm. Henry Wrightfeld. Oh, sorry, good. 
Somebody saying something? No. No? Okay. Uh, Henry Reitfeld here uh, put up a video, and this is kind of like double retro. He's got a video of his Coleco Adam logging into his Coco 3 BBS at 300 baud. So the BBS is running on the Coco 3, and he's actually logging into it from a Coleco Adam. It's only a minute and a half, so I'll play the whole thing. Shadow VBS by Terry Todd. And Terry Todd sub that's the Ethos same software. company as Alan Huffman, yeah. yeah. That was his partner in crime. I was hoping actually Alan would be on the show today. He could talk about the VBS because I remember him talking about it back in the past. So Cool last name. And Stevie, you never did get onto Koku BBSs. You were just on PC nah, BBSs. Yeah, PC BBSs, yeah. And Ron, did you hit uh, Koku BBSs back in the day? Yes, I did, yep. This you definitely reminds me of 300 baud, though, where you could read it in real time. Brought to you by <laughs> Subitha Software in support of the Coco. Checking new email. Oh, shit. Shadow BBS main menu. I, I used to call a Coco BBS in the Cleveland area. And uh, the one thing I remember about it was his phone number. The last four digits was 6809. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, a few of those. If, when Rainbow published their uh, BBS listings sometimes, and some of the other the telecommunications magazines did that too, there was quite a few of the Coco ones that took 6809 and, and used that as the last four digits. Well, he had to call some lady up and threaten to kill her to get the number. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when the phone company uh, issues it, they the only person that can take it away is the person who has the number can give it up. To, yeah. To, I mean, if you got a new prefix, you could you know request at the time that you know can I get six eight zero nine type thing and I yeah, guess if it's available, they'll give it to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was cool. See how that closed <laughs> off? Disconnecting. Please call again. Click. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Classy. Now this is uh, Geiger Punk in the UK who did another one of his uh, dragon videos, and this is a game called Screaming Ad Abdabs. <laughs> I thought it said screaming <laughs> Arabs for a second, so I'm like, what the uh, hell's no. going on? <laughs> <laughs> Abdads. Okay, screaming Abdads. This this guy's got the coolest Hello, screen here. Screaming Abdads. Screaming Abdabs. Abdabs. And I've got no idea, but when a game's called Screaming Abdabs, <laughs> you've got to give it a go, haven't you? You've got to go, give Quite it a go. A lot of text there, by <laughs> J Twitty. That name rings a bell. Hmm. ANF Software Limited 1984 use arrow keys or joystick. Now skip ahead to the actual right. gameplay. There we ah. go. Right. I was reading. It kind of reminds me of the AGD uh, engine, actually. Yeah, yeah not a bad. Minorish type. Looks a little bit like Donut thing. Dilemma too. So. Um, can we go back to the main screen? Um, right. One to four set number of players. One. Art of randomized mode. Space return to title screen. Break and beacon. I'll get jump some actual gameplay here. Zoomed up. Damn. Now I'm gonna go. I really like this guy's lava lamps and everything in the background. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's he's he's like at a retro cave there. That's yeah. pretty cool. Hmm. I like the animations of some of these, like spinning balls. The screws actually turn. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Ah. That's cool. Yeah, it does remind me of an AGD style game. Go. Yeah. They were very much like um, fixed pattern based obstacles. That just. What? Kind of went yeah. back and forth. The, the sound it. effect of the jumping reminds me of Cashman. Isn't that very similar? Yeah. yeah. I, I was trying to remember what that 
reminded me of, but you're right. It's cash. And there's two spinning effects on the ball. One's like horizontal and the other's vertical. So yeah, that's true. They're both happening yeah, at the same time. Uh, awesome. mm. No, I can't jump through that. No, there's a show. Um, yeah, and you have like those conveyor belts kind of yeah. like Cash Man too. Yeah. So I'm going to skip ahead to uh, the second level. Oh, and that, Whoa. that, that yeah, okay. floor deteriorated on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, dissolving floors. Can't, can't stay on it for long. Uh, He's got great. a coffee pot over there or something, Ooh. a cup of coffee. Can you duck? Oh, so now you have now it's kind of like Gold Runner, Load Runner. You got to fall through it. Oh, oh, he just hit his head on the, the ceiling. The screen. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. The screen kills you. Yeah, I'll just fast forward to show you another level too. Uh, where is that here? Right, right. Let's see what happens now. Does it kill me? Thank God it doesn't. Oh, there's a giant pint. A pair of teapots and scissors. <laughs> scissors and everything. That's crazy. Is that an egg? Maybe it was low alcohol. I was just going to say that. Yeah, that looks fried like egg. Egg. it might be. It's a fried egg, yeah. you got a cross yeah, over there. A gravestone there, isn't it? That's a gravestone, a okay. Well, I hate oh, to get screwed with that screw going back. I just like, a, it has cool animations. It looks like a pretty fun game, so. Yeah. I have read about it before. I've never played no, it. I, I don't know if this one, one ever got ported there, to Coco, but there's another one put on the list. How on earth do I... I balls this up now, haven't I? look at the size of those scissors. <laughs> that's neat that <laughs> this one you might be Oops. demoing a little bit later Stevie I'm not sure Okay. Um, this is a quick hack three, 6 through 9 enhancement I did to the skiing by Robert Kilgus this was uh, one of the earlier games in the Coco he actually wrote it the first year the Coco was made in 1980 but I don't uh, believe Brady Shack released it to Lady 1 I'm not sure you want to go faster with this one do you well, actually, it doesn't go faster. That's the funny thing. This is sync locked. It's V-Sync locked. So it actually forces it to do a 60 hertz refresh rate, probably partly because of the timer, you know, the number of seconds on the top of the screen. But I did optimize it to speed up the drawing. And he actually did a really good job. He's using stack blasting and all kinds of stuff there to do this. And I, I remembered also when I was looking through the code that if you ran this on a 4K machine, it flickered like mad because he's using a 3K screen. He's using 128 by 96 four-color graphics. And... Uh, on a 4K system, you only had enough room for one screen because the screen's 3K, and you only had 4K. So it actually would you know, white out the screen, quickly draw the poles, white out the screen, shift, draw the poles, and shift a position, et cetera. And if you had 16K, and this is one of those games that said 16K recommended on the box, then it would actually page flip automatically so that you'd get the nice smooth. So David okay. Ladd, much old thanks to David, uh, has a 6 and 9 version on the left, 6 through 9 version on the right. You will notice that the game play timer and stuff is pretty well the same. It takes the same amount of time to complete the course, roughly. But it should look smoother because it's actually refreshing faster. So I'll let you guys judge whether that's true or not. So all that was built in the game for different um, RAM? Yeah. yeah. Wow. The one on the right is the optimized one. Yeah. If it doesn't it actually smooth, play though. faster. It just plays smoother because it's drawing it quicker so there's less of a lag and ripple effect. You know, yeah, I can see a difference. It looks. Like, it actually looks like the frame rate's higher, even though it's not. Yeah, it's definitely smoother. Mm. You, can, you can see it especially when the flag gets big, like in your face. You can right. see that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and the, the sound effects are a little bit higher because it's now running native mode, so it's it's you know it's got less CPU time. So the pitches of the you know hitting the flags and the beeps when you miss a flag, and the cheering at the end, you'll notice the pitch is higher. I'm cold. 
Ironically, David Ladd, uh, we found there was a bug in earlier versions of MAME, or actually I think any version of MAME, where it, it tries to put skiing into the black background, like it tries to do P-Mode 4, which is not what the game's written in, so there's a bug in MAME itself. And he much prefers it that way, so he likes to go night skiing, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just let it get to the chair. You definitely, see, you you definitely see a difference in the smoothness. It's mm. Yeah. And there you can hear the pitch shift. Mm-hmm. That's the two transfers. Yeah, so. Yeah. Neat. Oh, so if the frame okay. rate's the, if, if the, the same, why does it look smoother if it's drawing the same number because of frames? Because you've got more cycles in between frames that you can move around in. Yeah, basically it's drawing the frame faster, and then it leaves the frame on screen. But that means the little ripply effect of actually watching uh, it draw yeah, 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 is yeah. gone. Yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. It's, so it's, 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 it's each refresh rate's draw time that's, that's, that's improved. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hey, this one, uh, Todd actually might want to talk about this one. I'll play the video if Todd wants to comment on it afterwards to explain. Director's commentary. Yeah. Hey, guys, so just... Expand it away. Go, go, STC. Hey, guys, so just a quick video. Um, I've been following discussion on high-res joystick interfaces and software solutions, hardware solutions. The video's frozen. Uh, so I kind of wanted to see if I could show the difference between the classic method and, and the new uh, software-based high-resolution mode. Um, I'm using the code on a game I'm creating, and I compiled two different versions. I'm recording this in 60 frames a second, so hopefully... You can get an idea of the smoothness from that. So this is the standard uh, joystick, you know, routine. I'm going to use one of these classics. I think it'll just show it better. I'll kind of do my best with one hand, but also it's easier to use with one hand because it's so small. Sort of. You can see the step size when I'm moving slowly. Hopefully. Um, yeah, so it's jumping multiple pixels for every. Looks like Tetris really pieces, like a bunch of Tetris pieces put together in a puzzle. All right, yeah, so that's too. that's this version. I'll just jump into the high resolution software. This is using socks and mix so, high res routines. I mean, it's definitely smoother. I mean, you can see the step size is much finer. Just in person is a lot. Wow, this is tough to do with one hand. It's a lot easier to. Uh, it's a lot smoother. Yeah, it looks like it. So it does make how a do difference. How you get? I mean, we, so how do you get more resolution than the deck is capable of? I Nick. don't actually fully understand it. That probably good, is next to with us because I'm sure. Insane. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Website. The website pretty well covers it if you look at that. But yeah, but just for our, our audio listeners and stuff here, if you can give a quick uh, layman's Well, basically, you've got 64 steps on the, uh, the, the DAC, on the color computer, um, but the DAC doesn't switch between one voltage to the other instantly. There is a bit of a, uh, like a delay or, or the voltage from one point to the other actually sweeps to that 
to the, the next voltage point. And what we're doing here is we're creating extra samples as fast as we can in between those two points to try catch the voltage at, um, at a point in between the voltage change. Uh, okay. And you have to right, do right. it multiple times and you basically get an average to get a stable reading. So that allows you to grab more pixels in between. So you're basically interpolating between points. Yes, yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. So what sort of resolution do you get doing that? Um, I think uh, I think there's a fifth... I'm trying to remember now what we had on the website. I think uh, we're capturing up to 15 bits uh, and then downscaling from that. So we can get a full zero to 640 pixels for a Coco 3 high-res screen. That's cool. Yeah, it works yeah. quite well. Yeah. On my website that explains it all, there's also some demo programs that I've put together to showcase uh, a 640 by 200. Uh, just a demonstration program, and you can actually see the mouse moving or try the mouse out for real. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, it also does work on an emulator, which it doesn't have the um, resistors uh, DAC that a real Coco has, but because of all the averaging software that's in there, it still fudges uh, a higher res even on an emulator, which I was surprised to find. But it yeah, does. yeah, that's yeah. But on a real yeah, on a real Coco, you have a degree of capacitance between the the two voltage changes on the DAC. So, yeah, it's just a matter of sampling in between. Yeah, and we've got a couple of programs so, that actually use this now, too. Like uh, yeah. Eric Averlock has released a new version of ColorMax Deluxe. ColorMax. Which actually uses this technique now. You no longer need a high-res interface. And then John Strong's Bomb Squad cartridge also uses this. Or no, Minesweeper or whatever. No, Bomb Squad, yeah. Yeah, Bomb Squad. Clone. So was the original uh, joystick uh, software written, it was like a trade-off of CPU usage versus... Uh, how much resolution you would get? Or I don't think they actually thought uh, about this at all. I don't think they even thought about that. That's uh, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's this is Sockmaster genius Sock level Master stuff. Thought of yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> now he'd be saying, you know, Sockmaster be sitting there. You know, capacitors bleed off at a finite speed, so if yeah. we subsample it in between the voltage changes on the ramp of sixty-four steps, then you know, I, I don't think anybody really like, ever thought of this. Yeah. It's really yeah, it's basically like a. It's, oh, you, you got to. As you say, you've got a capacitor in there um, charging and discharging between steps, between samples, then, um, yeah, it's, it's like a low-pass filter. If you've got a low-pass filter in there, you can – it's basically what gets rid of all the aliasing from, a, from a, um, a digital audio output, like a CD player. It's the difference between a good quality CD player and a bad quality one is the way it interpolates between the points and draws a smooth curve. And it the sounds like very it- similar. And the video doesn't even do it justice. It's like in person, you is a huge difference in terms of the smoothness of, of the point you're moving on the screen. And, and if anybody's mm-hmm. like wants to play with this in their own code or programs they're writing, um, uh, they like Nick um, and Sockmaster, they it's like a basically a drop in solution. It's uh, you just set um, what resolution you plan to use uh, for vertical and horizontal. And that's it. And then you just call the routine, and it it, it just automatically works. And there's, I think, a, a basic version too. You can actually just yeah. uh, load it into a before you run your basic program and just use it. So it's it's like ready to go for anybody that wants to play with it. It's pretty awesome. 
that yeah, was going to be my next. Yeah, that was going to be my next source. question. Yeah, yeah, that it was going to be my next question. I'm, well. I'm, yeah, I'm really that's that really interested in uh, in using that as a uh, an input source for some of the projects I'm doing with my modular synthesizers. That could give me a whole lot more resolution just using the standard joystick ports. Now, now we've got to mention that this was done on a Coco three, so it is using the higher clock speed. So I don't, I haven't tried it on a Coco one and two. So yeah, it may okay. work. I, I don't know, but it was it was written for a Coco three to get the maximum speed to sample in between the two voltages. So this will oh, work used, as um, it is shown in the video here. That will work on a Coco one two. That new Sam doubler that Ed Snyder and, and um, Brendan mm, have been yeah, talking okay. about. Well, I'm planning um, on doing stuff th- with my Coco three as well. So it's you know I'll be that's still going to be very useful. Yeah, the code would probably be at double speed if you're running the code from ROM on a Coco 1 and 2 in the ROM double speed mode. So. Yeah, but you'd have to get a custom burnt ROM because obviously that's not yeah. in any ROM right now. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it yeah. may work. Oh, I'd be curious to know so anyone who's tried it on a Coco 2 to see if uh, it or works. Coco 1, yeah. Coco I mean, I'll, one I'll, give, two, yeah. I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a try, a try during the week. I'll let you know. And couldn't I also just um, comment out the high-speed clock poke and then just um, assemble it that way and just test it? Yeah, you might have to change the timing on the ramp checks and stuff, though, to make sure it works at half speed. Oh, oh, okay. So the loop is specifically timed as well for that? Yeah. The instructions and stuff? Okay. So this but, will, so basically what you do is you're loading the you, – you call the routine – like say I'm using it in basic. You call the routine first – and then just uh, apply the normal, like, you know, X equals joystick zero, Y equals joystick one or whatever, and it'll give um, you the extra resolution, or is it? Uh, no, I think I think you call the routine. I can't remember now how I did it, just just doing an X or an X equals user. And then you pick the values. I think I think we, we stored the values of X and Y in memory, and then your basic yep. program just peaks it. Yeah. Okay. So we so, so we don't we, yeah, yeah we don't we don't tamper with basic at all. So yeah, the old okay. commands still work. The new but it one would be at the six right, bit resolution. Yeah, at six right. bit. Yep. 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 So, yep. so yeah, you're, yeah, right. you'll have to peak two memory locations, right? Because it's yeah, an X and a Y. Yeah. Well, no, no. I mean uh, two two each. bytes per because your samples can get bigger than two fifty six. Right. <laughs> ah. Yes. Yes. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really uh, a, an elegant kind of solution. Was that was that something that that John came up with, or or oh, yeah. came up yeah, with? Of course, of course. <laughs> well, possible. Yeah. Think I think. Yeah. Well, he approached me. He mentioned it to me. Um, he says, "Oh, I have this idea for getting high res on a joystick," and I said, "Oh, that's great. Well, let's do it." And he was he was too busy. He was, he had other things to do. I said, "Well, you tell me how it works." I'll write the code, and together we'll get it to work. And so, hence, it became a uh, collaboration. But really, it was it was John's theory, <laughs> and, and, and your elegant has, programming. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you call it programming? Yeah, <laughs> I did the programming, I guess, or most of the programming. But it was yeah, John's uh, theory, his ideas, as usual. You know. Yeah. yeah well, possible, like the like the. Uh, like the bouncing ball thingy. Yeah. You know, that's thing that thing is as cool as it is because the ball never budges. <laughs> no. Nah. That's the yeah. whole trick. Is to the, it. 
It's the kind of thing that sort of reminds me a lot of um, Steve Bjork and what he did with um, with the Spectrum Analyzer. You know, things that are not designed to do a certain thing, and he's he's used a clever uh, interpretation of the hardware to to make it do yeah. something it was not originally designed to do. Yeah, and actually, we've, we've had comments from other programmers and other platforms that are amazed he did that with a six bit DAC too. So I mean, yeah, same same situation. Yeah. I will mention, because I get a lot of questions about this, about, you know, are we going to put this in Nitrous 9? We're going to try it. I won't be on beta 5, I don't think. It'll probably be beta 6. But Bill and I are definitely going to try it, but we're worried because it basically has to shut interrupts off this entire time because the timing for these in-between voltage ramps is very tight. So the entire yeah. scan of the joystick, you have to have all IRQs off. That could hurt mm-hmm. multitasking. That could hurt, you know, background RS-232 stuff if you're doing something like that or anything else that's trying to run the background. So... We have to see, is it going to slow down things too much, or is it going to work okay? Now, on the other hand, since the 2.86 megahertz upgrade is out now, we might be able to actually cut it down so it's not taking so much extra CPU time, and it might be coming in, even if it doesn't does work. That, does, do those kind of things affect the uh, the accuracy of the timer command? Or does it the, the timer command just counts clock cycles, doesn't it? So it shouldn't make any difference. Uh, Nick, um, do you know, is it, does it shut off IRQs long enough that it might miss a V-Sync? It might, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm using so, I'm using the timer command in 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 my step sequencing programs basically to to make sure that each step is exactly the same amount each time it cycles through. You so it is off, kind uh, of pushing the hardware a bit to get that higher yeah. resolution. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you remember off the top of your head, Nick? Maybe how many cycles that routine usually takes? Just you know. No, I can't remember. No. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't figured it out yet either, but uh, I, I know it's longer than even the high-risk joystick hardware interface takes, and that one takes more than the standard joystick. So, mm. And I know people have complained, mm-hmm. like in, in Nitrous 9, if you take, or in, in regular OS 9, if you have a high-risk joystick interface, the hardware version plugged in, and you move your mouse all the way to the lower right corner, which means it has to do the most ramp comparisons to get the full res, it actually does noticeably slow down some of your other tasks. Mm. And that's with the hardware, right? Yeah, and it's going to be worse with this. So we just have to decide, you know, is it bad enough it's going to cause problems or is it still acceptable? So that's what we'll have to do some testing on. Because it would be nice if everybody had, you know, the high-res smooth-moving mouse built in and you don't need any hardware because it's like a free upgrade, basically. Yeah, yeah for sure. We'll, we'll try. Definitely. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah, and there was a discussion option. about someone making a new high-res joystick interface because obviously they're not, they're not making the old one anymore. And what I was saying was whoever, whatever gets built should be compatible with the old one. That way it'll work with pre-existing software that's written for the old I one. I think that was David Ladd. What's yeah, David, you're about to say about? something. Is that what you were talking about? Uh, no, what I was going to say for Nitrous 9, one of the alternatives, which personally, if you really want to save on your multitasking, is if you have a... Del- the uh, deluxe RS-232 pack or another serial card that will that works in its place, you can use um, serial mice. Yeah, they take almost no time at all because they're interrupt-driven, which means if you don't move the mouse, it doesn't have to do anything extra. Right, and that's actually for hmm. Nitrous 9 would be probably one of the better options. Um, but unfortunately... Um, no disk basic drivers for serial mice exist that I know of. That's one problem. Right. And that's one, one of the problems. Um, but um, it just depends on your use case scenario. Um, 
Now, as it goes right now, like my mouse adapter, which I'm still in the pro, you know, process of, um, you know, doing design changes, it just emulates being the joystick it, itself. But its its uh, its output deck is ten bits, I believe, or is it twelve? I don't remember. It's ten or twelve. But either way, that's it's. Uh, but as far as the Coco, it it only sees this the sixty four, well, sixty three steps. But if you have the high res interface, you can plug the mouse adapter into that, and then it will work. Just like if you had plugged a regular Coco joystick into the high res, so and you'll get that nice smooth action. Curtis can attest to that because he used yeah, because it, it gets rid of the jitter that you see on the regular high res interface somewhat, where you know the mouse kind of just bounces a little bit because it's getting a little bit of interference. Does the night does Nitro So Nine have an actual driver for a serial mouse or? Is yep. that just a not not thing? not not in pre-installed because not too many people have them. But okay, uh, but it does the driver's there. Yeah, oh, we used cool. to use it at work all the time. I'll have to play with that. Thanks uh, to Bruce Eisted and the OS Nine Level Two Version Three team that did that back in the late eighties. Okay, the next story here. This hmm. was actually sent to me by Al Hartman. I don't know if he's still in chat. He was there earlier. Um, and this is a link to Peter Satinsky's site uh, of a network card and software solution for the Z slash Z eighty base tier city model one two three etc of a network card that actually has special uh software called tiras box that lets you actually link into a dropbox account and you can actually pull files and upload files directly from your tiras 80 and he's actually put a post on facebook today asking who wants to port this to the coco so you can actually use the hardware that they've got you know redesign it a little bit for the coco side and then port the software but you can actually use a dropbox account to share files between everybody hmm and then maybe if, if it's if, if Dropbox allows a sharing of files simultaneously to multiple people at the same time, you might be able to do a multiplayer, you know, strategy game or adventure game or something like that using this. So that's some pretty cool potential for multiplayer games in the future. And Dropbox is, is it still free, Stevie? I think you can get a Dropbox. Yeah, account. yeah, you get like I think the free account's two gigs or something, which is probably yeah, for a Coco, for, that should be yeah, enough. Plenty, plenty big for a retro <laughs> system. Yeah. <laughs> That would even fit you all reckon? the six through nine games I sent you. So yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have to zip them anymore. Yeah, even unzipped. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no one will ever need two gigabytes. <laughs> uh, next up, a shout out to our other fellow Coco Show podcast that there's three of now. Is uh, they just did their latest episode here on and released it on YouTube, which is a review of Phantom Slayer and Donkey King. Um, I will, I'll give you a little bit of a spoiler right now. Uh, Aaron, who had a Coco back in his youth, loves Donkey King as most of us do. John, who you know, was like one or two years old when Donkey King came out, was less impressed. So uh, well, here's why he's wrong. Review. Here's yeah, why he's wrong. That's what we wrong. all tell him. Yeah, it, we all tell him that. <laughs> but it was, it's interesting to get you know the, the younger player's perspective who's used to the Nintendos and everything else and, and see his perspective. He has some a couple of legitimate points in there. Most of them not all that you know relevant, but <laughs> yeah. But anyway, it's it's an interesting watch, so feel free to watch that. And uh, for the final chunk here, this is my weekly Petsass Gym One Dragon gameplay videos. I've been enjoying. Once again, these. I I I pick and choose some that I have not seen before, or most people have not seen before. I don't do every single one because a lot of them are adventure games, and they all look pretty well the same. 
sometimes I'll pick one if it's got a unique interface. So he has more than these on his site. And in this particular uh, week here, he's got a couple things that are not technically games, but I thought were pretty cool, so I threw those in too. So the first one's called Mandragore. He's running this contrast, contrast theme on Windows there. And stupid ads go away. Oh, okay. That looks interesting. Got a multi-voice music for the intro. Mega spinning key. Yeah, man. Okay. Oh, that is cool. And a pseudo <laughs> like a, 3D. Like a, it looks like a dollar. It looks like anti to shoot. Yeah. Like shoot like yeah. Exterminate. Exterminate. <laughs> exterminate the aardvarks. <laughs> yeah. Don't hit the little triangles on the floor. You die. Okay. And he's got What's a pretty like good animation for killing ants. these creatures, too. Oh, they turn into the skeletons. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> They're evil aardvarks. Sh- shooting ants. Very <laughs> cartoony looking. I like it. Yeah. Oh, who's that guy? He shoots back. Oh, and he floats. Does he turn oh, into yeah. a skeleton too? I think that he just dies if I remember correctly. The game is set up. There's there's five floors per level and there's two levels. So you'll see the level one and the level right there. So basically you go from right to left. And then you go down to the next floor, then you go left to right, and then you zigzag back and forth, and then you okay. have another level of uh, another five. I like floors. the interesting fonts he's come up with yeah. based on the like, kind of Pac-Man shape. I call shapes. it the Pac-Man, oh, yeah, font. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pac-Man <laughs> font. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Now this idea. is one. I, I if depending on how he's doing his graphics in the background, this is one that I think could use a six zero nine optimization. So I might fiddle with that. If really, I, you think it needs to be optimized? Well, it's a, it's a little bit slow. I, I that was sarcasm, Curtis. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, mean, I know how well you play games at level one, so I was wondering you might actually need to speed up. Uh, you, can really, you can really see it when there's a lot of stuff on the screen at once. It really is yeah. like, struggling. Yeah. yeah, the ray draws are getting a bit sluggish. I would yeah. call this the wimp mode, like you know, Gunstar is going to have for Stevie too. It's nice and slow, so we can handle it, and then I'll, we'll speed it up for the rest of us. So. All right, he finished the level. <laughs> oh, not quite yet. Is that Shrek? <laughs> this is way before Shrek. I like how he rotates. That's definitely interesting. It's very ambitious. Jeez. Donkey. That'll do, Donkey. Oh, look out for the. Don't fall down in the oh, hole. On the ground. Oh, maybe you have to. That's how you get to the next level, huh? Yeah. Next floor. Uh, this one here Take absolutely needs. Next this level. needs no optimization here. No, not uh, at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's lightning fast. Oh, look at the bird. Really interesting looking symbols. Yeah, he did some good design on the shapes here, especially for a two-color game. Is that an ant? I have no idea what that is. A cat? And those are the ants that the aardvarks are not eating right now. Oh, his head blows up. Scorpions, maybe. What happens if you walk into one of those like triangle things? You die. It's like, <laughs> it's, like, it's like a speed bump. 
on steroids. Yeah, yeah, you have to dodge those. He actually got killed by one at the very beginning. That uh, then he learned to avoid them. Death triangle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought it was an interesting game. I've yeah. never seen this one before, no. even on the dragon stuff. No. So I, I, it's very ambitious. It is. It could use just a tad of optimizations, but yes. Yeah, I think a, a six through nine would really help on this one. I like the shadow of the bird, though. That's really cool. Mm. Yeah, very ambitious 3D. I, I quite I quite liked it. But yeah, it needs a little bit of optimization. I think a 6 or 9 would do really well. Anyway, that's the first one. I believe when you run a, a ukulele death metal band that one of your instruments is the death triangle, too. So. <laughs> yeah, it's right beside the gerbil in a blender. L Driver. Is this another so Spanish piece of software here, L Driver? The driver. Yeah, Maurice Minor L Driver. Kind of say we're talking about heavy heavy metal Look at that. It requires right joystick. I love the way it tells you. No, not, if you have a Joey, then piss on that. That's right. <laughs> Just flip your Joey switch to the right. <laughs> Ooh. This guy's getting passed up like nothing, man. Yeah, I didn't quite figure out the speed up until a little bit later, so I'll fast forward to it. There you go. Crank it nice. in. Nice. This one goes to 11. <laughs> Oops. I'm not used to seeing too many too. sideways driving games. They're used, they mostly were vertical. Yeah. Well, since it's the dragon, they drive on the left. Ah, yes. Where are the sofas, Ken Riker's asking? <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Okay, now he does complete a course, so fast forward to that. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, the checkers that the checkers are like the progress meter. I believe so. Jerry Young says this needs more cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> What's the 100%? It doesn't change. I don't see there you go. You crossed the line. Oh. And you get a little musical interlude. What the hell happened to this car? Did it become a convertible? <laughs> <laughs> Another race. No, please. L driver. That's, <laughs> it, that's in, in English, that means the driver. So. Uh, <laughs> now, this is like one I L. found interesting. I'd never seen this one before. It, it's it's kind of loosely Mega Maze, Pac-Man, Pac-Man elements and sacks. Reminds me of Rally X Dragon Data Limited. Okay. Yeah, it's it's based on Pac-Man, but it's not. And it's it's multi-screen vertically and horizontally scrolling. So pretty ambitious for a Coco 1-2 Dragon level game. Cursor with an E1 cursor. Built-in ads. No, that's, 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 face. that's uh, YouTube. <laughs> okay, there's the pack face timer okay and so far he's packing quite well there you go oh wow it's pretty smooth packy mcpack face packy mcpack face scrolling very smooth okay it's kind of mega bug ish where it's got you know not completely open mazes right minus the magnification oh it's already magnified it's like it's like it's, yeah, it's like the magnified section only. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a presumed mega bug. Yeah. yeah, and the fact you have to get treasures as you go through with the yeah, timer instead is a of bit dots, different. whatever. Yeah. Now, what are the enemies? 
I think time. I think you have to get all the treasures or all of a certain type oh, of treasure. To time get to is the, the enemy. Level. Much like real life, time time is the enemy of us all. It is neat, though. It's very smooth. Yeah, very much reminds me of Megabug. We get ya! Yeah. I can't remember if there's an end screen for do, a little do, that was uh, Steve York, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Megabug. Yeah. Well, Megabug was not this one, but right, Megabug. Anyway, I guess that's that's the, basically the game. It's like so. one of the three games that Steve made. We've mentioned the last two minutes. Yes. <laughs> I can't remember if the timer runs out, you die, or if it just you get no bonus, or how that works. <laughs> No, don't die on no. Okay, so he's not. Dead. Okay, so I guess it's no bonus if you run out of time. No bonus. Don't die, for you. Green Pac Man. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I thought it was a pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And once again, never seen on North American shores. Yeah, yeah. Neat, neat. Mm. Monsters. Okay, now this one's usually based <laughs> Steve Bjorkers out there because just three games? <laughs> <laughs> what is that in, uh, in on YouTube? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So this is kind of loosely based on Space Panic. Okay. Except you have to gather treasures and bring them back up to the top. So you see that little gold bar? Oh, uh, yes. Okay, and that's your random adversary that's kind of going back and forth? Yeah, and you get more as you go. Oh, look at that. Holy shine. Through the floor. I'll let him like to actually grab a treasure and bring it back up there. <laughs> Jerry Young says life would be easier if it was measured in experience points. Okay, so now he's carrying it above his head. Yeah, he's getting faster yeah. too. It looks like. Sound of this is amazing. Did this, did this use a sound chip? Oh, 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 shnikes. Yeah, it doesn't kill him automatically when you drop him through the whole like space panic. It just uh, gets him out oh, of the so way. Oh, once again, you got a you got a timer counting down too. So you got to get it over before the timer ends. So that's not really to trap him like a load runner. It's more like to escape. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Now you got him. Go up. Go up. Why did you do that? Why did you do that? You could have gone up. This guy is like you, Steve. He doesn't read directions. So he doesn't really know what he's supposed to be doing yet. He kind of figures out as he goes. Oh, okay. All right. Interesting game. This is like us watching you play games. Ah, okay. Okay, we've seen it. We get it. Yeah. Next. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to ADHD Theater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another blabby oh, game. Yeah, this one's called Mission Attack. It looks a little like F-15, F-16 Assault, except it came out two years earlier and it's lower res. And does it have stunning green backgrounds? Or is it, it has monitor? annoying sound. Killer oh, sound, yeah. <laughs> oh. That great digital to analog annoying sound. I believe that's using a seven bit DAC. <laughs> it's a di- division by DAC. Yes. 
It's only using the first bit of the seven bits. Sound stop quit. <laughs> the game is the game actually is surviving the noise and not going crazy. Yes, actually, yes. The game. Yeah. This is to simulate PTSD, so it's a realistic <laughs> war game. <laughs> the annoying sounds that don't quit. And it's a lot choppier, obviously, than F16. F16 is a lot more polished, but I mean, for one that came out several years earlier to try to tackle something with. Yeah, yeah. It's ambitious. I've never seen a game featuring a swordfish before. It's really creative. <laughs> one-eyed one a cyclops swordfish at that <laughs> yeah i like how you go to the poo yen color set when you die what's that yeah. say about that color set oh shit there's the poo yen colors what is going on here can you switch colors in the game or is this simulating nighttime now um sure <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. okay it's a feature not a bug all right go ahead next anyway. Next. Visual and auditory pain. Yes. Uh, Stevie Stroh says, I will not be yeah. playing that game. Um, Dr. ADHD says, yeah. on to the next one. Please <laughs> wait while loading. Music Maestro. Now, this is not a game. This is a music editor for multi-voice music. Now, we Ooh. had Musica, and we had the composer, and we had Lyra, yeah. and we had Ultimuse. But this okay. is a Dragon Unique one I've never seen before. Okay. okay. So hopefully he'll load something in. Or do we have to watch him compose by hand? Well, let's show a little bit of the composing to show you what it looks like. Okay, oh, cool. You get the notes, quarter notes, all that kind of good stuff. Half notes, whole notes. Bass and treble cliff. Stevie, yeah. you know so much for music. Buck and a quarter notes. <laughs> you got flats and Tuny, sharps. Tuny notes. Yeah. Wow. You got your flats. You got your flats. You got your you sharps. Got sharps. What else do you want? You got the ones with the little squiggly things on the sides of them there. That's right, so a place in music. For yeah, all that is fucking holy. Play some funky music. White boy. White boy. That's what you call an Australian echo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank actually, I don't you think you actually got to the point of playing anything there. Well, what a shit was video that was. Okay, <laughs> Craig, Craig's disappointing. Full <laughs> <laughs> story, bro. I, I did want to show the interface, though, because that was a different way of doing it than Musica or Lyra did. It was kind yeah, of Ken Riker says that's still better than the last game's sounds. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Can we rate Curtis's new Ouch. submissions? Yes, Curtis. Well, well, yeah, welcome, that's a, that welcome, one's a thumbs down. Yeah, Curtis, you're getting docked. <laughs> We're docking your pay on that one. Oh, movie producer. Okay. Well, does this, well, include, well, a, does this include a casting couch? Yeah. Um, <laughs> This is, like this is the Coco Talk Critical Edition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is actually, I, I didn't know what this was, but it's actually technically a game. It's a lot of instructions. We'll skip most of that. Yes. Uh, like yeah, ironically, ironically, the movie, <laughs> ironically, movie producer has sound unlike the music composer. Yes. yes. <laughs> we have 20th Fox. We have Columbia Pictures. You're now at Wardour Street. You have 10 moves to find a film company who will finance your film. Oh, so it's a simulator. Huh. We'll make it if you sell us the rights. All okay. rights. All rights. So that's pretty good simulation of Hollywood from what I've Yeah, been. right? <laughs> it's a great story. It's got a great premise. We're going to buy it from you. We're going to change everything and screw you out of any possible yeah. income. Where does Harvey Weinstein okay. come in? Yes. <laughs> All your rights are belong to us. You're now you know rich, you. but your film has no future, and nor do you. you yeah. Just wow. like real life. It's, yes. That's pretty well. 
the most realistic Hollywood simulation. Uh, yeah, just, the, uh, what, <laughs> please enter your, the name of your actor. I'll take Bob Denver for 500, please, Alex. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's, it's, it's a little simulation type of game. You're in the it's... office. There's a large oak door, and there's a somewhat dank-smelling couch in the uh, corner. <laughs> please, yeah, please enter your phone number. So it, it turns into kind of an adventure game after. Oh, they want to buy a uh, cable rights. Home box office wants to buy cable rights. Uh, which way? Interesting. One, me- one million dollars. <laughs> one million. Hey, Amigos Retro Gaming just joined us. Hey, hey, hey Amigos. Hey, Aaron. Go north. Go north. What about go west? Go west. <laughs> That's the one. Anyway. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to show you that because that was kind of a neat a yeah, way to lead different. up to an adventure game. Yeah. It's a little bit different. Does it end and in hashtag one, me too? <laughs> the uh, last one I have here is uh, Nad the Necromancer, which is a NAD. basic game. It says Nad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good night, everybody. Oh, Nad. Yeah. Stuff at work. That's what we are. Nad. You are Saul the Sorcerer, owner of an. an, an blah, 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 blah. Okay. You have a mad. <laughs> not only the, the guy who records these videos knows the, that you don't read directions. The, 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 guy, the game so called Nad also includes a magic staff. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh. Uh, this, this game was designed for 12 year old people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right at home, Steve. I am Nad the Sorcerer. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me while I whip out my magic staff. <laughs> yeah, did you, did you read that closely when it's asking you there? No. Enter how many magic units oh. you want for your staff, up to 3,000. Oh, my gosh. I want the most units my staff, <laughs> it says unit. <laughs> <laughs> I told you okay, the guy I think it's time to move on from this one. This. <laughs> I think so. Uh, Coco talk after dark. Saul the sorcerer. <laughs> I can and has hear a numbered room motif for going between rooms. I and... sense magic nearby. It's kind of like a hunt Unusual. the I guess, kind of. Okay. What command? Unusual. Unusual. What does fun, M though? mean? What is M for magic? Oh, he's just randomly typing stuff, trying to figure out. The uh, game, so. M stands for mumps. Okay, so we have a new Joey and Coco. Bruce Moore is telling us, so we'll have to find that one. We'll we'll, we'll pull that one up, Bruce. Thanks for letting me know. Oh, that is cool. Oh, looks like that. It looks like that snake is bigger than his staff. Um, <laughs> wow! Like an anaconda, I guess. Stevie's having too much fun with this one. <laughs> the air is crackling with the dirt. Nad wins again. Mad. Is that Mad or Nad? It's mad. supposed to be Nad. This is my Nad. Mad. The Go air mad. is crackling with double entendres. <laughs> <laughs> is that SDL the sorcerer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his font could have used a bit of help. I will admit. Is that, that. SDL the soccer player? Uh, <laughs> I can hear hissing. Quit. That's the first thing he did. <laughs> uh, uh, empty rooms don't help. Command. Uh, command. Anyway, that's basically the game. It's just a basic game, but it was kind of an interesting way of displaying like maps, and then he had the little animations yeah. of What's snakes. And Fifteen and seventeen are those the room numbers? Yeah. Okay, so obviously he's in. Okay. Uh oh, a red serpent. Command three thousand. Ooh, command. Transport, kill, 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 kill. Kill, kill. kill. <laughs> How much magic? I'm with such violent people right now. All of it. You don't have that much. 
Pass. Move closer. Oh, no. Move it closer. Oh, that's it. Nad the snake has killed. He ate him. He ate him. Oh, the humanity. Oh, dear. You Nad are dead. wins again. Oh, dear. All right. That's all and I had to show this week. That's all we have to say about that's all, folks. that. That's all, folks. Uh, it's just going to do that. Okay. <laughs> Now, well, Bruce Moore is saying there's a new Joey in the Cocoa. I didn't see that. There is. Thing. There's a new Joey in Cocoa. And um, we're going to take a commercial break before we do that. But that was good. Good good job on the news there, Curtis. All right. So uh, let's see. What commercial break are we going to run? We've already run the American version of the Cocoa 2 commercial. We've run the Nightmare Highway commercial. Um, let us run. I don't even know what we have here for a commercial. Um, you have the great value one, the good entertainment value. Yes, that's got the wallaby, and no, that one's got what is that we one? Have a new cocoa thoughts. Hey, have we done? We oh, we do. We oh, have a new. Yeah, there's a new cocoa thoughts. We have a new. Cocoa okay, thoughts. let's run a new cocoa thoughts. Let's start with. And that. I think we should run a Joey commercial as well. And now, cocoa thoughts by Samuel Gimes. How can one state that one doesn't like Donkey Kong, but then say Donkey King is bad because it's not just like Donkey Kong? Obviously, he watched the. Uh, you throw a little shade. Throwing a little oh. shade. Okay. I don't so know. now, a- any comment, Aaron? Since you're in the chat. Damn <laughs> straight <laughs> eagles. Okay. Good. Okay, so now turf wars here. So we will go ahead and run a Joey commercial. Uh, let's do that right now. Tired of switching your joystick between the left and yes. right port? Yes. Want to change between different <laughs> controllers? Oh yes. Well, Joey has got you covered. The Joey controller switch. Take control of your controllers with the flip of two switches. Order today at cocoman.biz. Ooh, and here's Is another one. Playing... Was... Um, okay. what, what's your question, Dave? Oh, I was just going to our ads are not going full screen here on mine. No, so, it's because uh, I'm running them as individual videos because I don't have them queued up in the system. Ah, Okay. Director failure. Yeah, I'm trying to run another video here. And shows, I'm, going I'm, really, shows going really smoothly, Stevie. Play as is, yes. <laughs> Anything this is the dumpster fire aspect. Now, they like a family <laughs> present. Let's see now. Tandy's color computer system that shows yes. carry home pack. That's a family affair. Well, Dad, seen this color one. computer. The computer cassette recorder. And Aussie Accountant. That's for me. Aussie Accountant. Crikey. 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 All right, that one wow. is a big, fat fail. Okay. Oh, that kid. <laughs> right, when he, right when he got the Black Beauties out. Yeah, he did. All right. Well, we tried running some commercials there. Um, the, the, commercial, the commercials break. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so how about we do this? We're going to take a look at the latest 
Joey and Coco. Coco Talk is an unscripted. Or line. we'll do that. Whatever. Um, <laughs> so, it's a good reminder. This is a professional speak. outfit here. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll start off by showing what we covered last week on Joey and Coco. Uh, where is my boom? Okay. Last week previously on Joey and Coco. Previously on Joey and Coco. Will there be a very special Joey and Coco coming up? Uh, is Dad still upset? Right. So this is the last one we saw here. Is Dad still upset? Right. So is Dad still upset about his ABBA tape? And he goes, Nah. And those blank Radio Shack tapes he gave me are totally tubular. Right. Uh, and then he <laughs> says, See load tic tac toe. I'm gonna whoop you. And we're here, bree, bree, bring it, pal. And then he's like, uh-oh, what's an I-O error? Eek. <laughs> mm, you still have that program listing? So um, <laughs> so that's that was our last one we covered last week. And now the latest Joey and Coco drum roll, please. Okay. We now have number eight. You didn't know? Um... Joey and Coco, why are you called Color Computer when it's all shades of gray? <laughs> Isn't that a book? Um, I'm hooked up to a black and white TV, kid. You mean you didn't know? Dad! Sounds like upgrade time. Okay, so I actually, my first color computer was on a black and white TV. Do we have a new one, newer than this? Uh-oh. Is this a newer one? No, that's the first episode. Okay, so as we've just discovered now that Joey is playing on his Coco on a black and white TV. All right. Is why are you called color when it's all shades of gray? Because I'm hooked up to a black and white TV, you idiot. Okay, so now he's asking Dad for a new TV. Very cool. So that uh, spoiler, spoiler alert. Um, we may maybe, sp- he, maybe he's not asking for his dad because of the intelligence of this kid. <laughs> Maybe he's wanting him to make color come through the black and white TV. Yeah, dad, dad. <laughs> ah, so there we have it. A new Joey and Coco. So, um, I believe we will now get into project updates and acquisitions, and then we'll probably put a fork in this turkey. Um so, and by the way, we've also been just talking about things we're thankful for or grateful for, and they don't have to be cocoa related or cocoa community related. It could be anything, you know, I'm thankful that I'm still alive. Is there um, a butt coming? <laughs> no, 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 no. So, um, that'll be, uh, that'll be the guy who made the NAD, uh, his next game. Uh, so, um. Yeah, so we're going to go ahead and do updates and acquisitions at this point. Let me go ahead and change the uh, infographic here. Um, hold on. How do you spell updates again? Yeah, that's like it. That. That's good. AC, that's okay. Well, something like that. I don't know. That's, that, that, that's... Grammar Nazis, help me out if I spelled something wrong there. All right, so who has something new and exciting they'd like to share, a project you've been working on, something you got this week, show and tell, story to share, anything, anyone, anyone. Here, here, here. here. David Ladd, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. (laughs) So um, since I've been getting into this surface mount stuff and using frying pans to um, flow the solder, um, so, like the spice, the solder must flow. 
Yeah. Okay. So I acquired a um, microscope. Oh. Um, so I will let me get the video turned back on. Is it AQ musicians or AQ? ACQ. Okay. Okay, so what are we looking at there, David? So this is the um, this circuit board, which unfortunately, you know, microscope, you know, it's kind of focused in. Um, this circuit board happens to be one of Jim Brain's designs with a mod I did to it. Um, so this happens to be a Jim Brain's... Um, and of course, now I don't see myself. There we go. Um, it's his twenty three sixty four adapter, and then I modded it. What does that mean in English? Twenty three sixty four is the ROM chip that would be found in like the original floppy controllers, the ROM chip that's found in the RS two thirty two pack, blah blah blah. So, what I did is I added the real time clock chip to mm. his. So therefore, you pull the ROM out, and then you put this board in its place, and then you can use a standard 28C64, 27C64 in its place, but then you also get the RTC. And Curtis is probably familiar with the smartwatch stuff. But now at least, as you can see on this surface mount chip, I can more easily see if I've got a solder blob, otherwise known as a uh, solder bridge, on the chips. Okay. So this is why the microscope comes. So this in. is this is basically a notch better than the Mark Overholzer uh, jeweler's lens magnifying helmet, right? <laughs> so <laughs> the spear and magic helmet. Yes. So yes. he comes in handy. Very cool. That's neat, and we're and uh, what does a microscope of that magnitude cost one these days? Twenty bucks. Twenty dollars. Say it isn't so. Oh wow, that's cool. It is, and then, is that, and is then that of course, the plastic Hasbro one. Plastic Hasbro. <laughs> I microscope. No. Hmm. If, if if it's Hasbro, it probably isn't electronic. This is no. Yeah, that was just meant to be a joke, David. Went right over your head. Yeah. <laughs> right over your head. Okay. Hasbro's a gaming company. He's basically asking if this is like a toy. So, okay. It could be. Okay. Okay, cool. Is that nope. is that the end of your uh, updates there, David, or have you got more to share? Mm, well, not on the daytime show. <laughs> <laughs> so I take it there's something else you were able to find now that you have a microscope. So, uh. oh, <laughs> yeah, but you're not here, Steve. Welcome to After Dark in the Afternoon. Man, that was low. Alrighty then. So, what else do we have? Who's got another update they would like to share? Um, I have an update on Gunstar. Gunstar. Ooh. What's what, that? Um, just no, yeah. What's that? Um, <laughs> just to say that uh, main coding is now complete. Uh, the game is well finished up to this stage. The next stage is to um, start doing game testing and fine tuning and all that other fiddly stuff. Nice. So. 
I'll be rolling it out to, uh, well, Curtis will get a copy next week. You can start complaining about it then. I'd like well, I can start now if you want. <laughs> Gun- <laughs> been doing that for the last six months. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the background so, yeah. music? Come on. Yeah. So, yeah, the coding is done. The game is, well, finished. But now it's uh, game testing and fine tuning. I've go. also begun um, doing some um, packaging uh, for it, so I do have the uh, artwork. I can just show showcase oh, yeah. the artwork I've got together. I don't know if yeah if we need to unshare the screen. I have unshared the screen. Oh, okay then. I'll try and share mine uh, somewhere. Looking, looking, here we go. So that there is the current, the current. Oh, Battle for Earth, Gunsta. So that's a DVD insert. Yeah. So that's the part that goes into a DVD case. Yes. Okay. We greeted them as visitors, but they descended as invaders, abducting our people and transporting them to their planet as food. They had come to farm the human race, but hidden deep within the rubble, a small team of survivors has been gathering the parts to secretly build mankind's only hope for survival. A small, one-man fighter craft combining human and alien technology with the power to strike back. It is up to you. Pilot the Gunstar back to the alien's homeworld and stop this onslaught. Wow. It says on there to be read as monotone. Ah, the battle for Earth begins. (laughs) Pilot the Gunstar through four levels to the alien homeworld and take on the alien senior command. So they're older folks then, huh? It's the senior command? (laughs) Where you see, Shinny? Get off my lawn! Get off my planet! (laughs) Get off my planet, yeah! Yeah, you whippersnapper! So we gotta make it to the early bird special. Dinner's at four. Two-way, two-channel wave sound effects, multi-plane graphics engine designed for the Hitachi 6309 CPU. Ah, neat. Mm. So that, uh, looks, that looks good. That layout, I like yes, it. Yes, great packaging. I like you snuck the uh, the background on your back cover. There is actually got like a, a Mac cheese grater. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Something to fill the space. I see. Yeah. You got, I see. You got David Ladd to uh, act as the stunt double for the alien on the cover there. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had to catch him uh, at a time he wasn't too happy. <laughs> first thing in the morning. <laughs> first thing um, in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And uh, just a, a few specs, um, statistics I could uh, report uh, on Gunstar. The number, the lines of code, the number of lines of code currently now in Gunstar is 4,586 lines wow. of code. The mm. actual code size compiles to 11K, uh, or, uh, or 11,029. And the total RAM that the, the entire game would use for, uh, for itself is 216K. Wow. So uh, not even half uh, a 512K RAM. Wow. Wow. Mm. Just need to get one of those 216K upgrades. Yes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so is, is that just the code or does that include like the wave music? Uh, gonna... uh, no, the 216K includes 
uh, all the sample code, data, and graphics samples. and samples. Yeah, wow. yep. the code and the actual itself. live graphics screens and stuff too. So that's yeah. everything. Wow. Yeah, and that's and the awesome. tech and the graphics buffers. Um, the code is 11k. Wow, that's impressive. That's very impressive. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he managed to shrink it that far because he discovered the Gimme Secret multiplane graphics. <laughs> well, yeah, the game does have multiplane graphics. <laughs> is this using the 256 color mode, too? Oh, yeah, you can pretend that. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, after about eight beers, yes, it works. Yes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> as many colors as you want. Right. We got an update any from color. Dave Phillips, well, too. As, lo- as long as it's black. As long as it's black. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Uh, and that's all I got to report. Okay. Yeah. We, we got an update from Dave Phillipson in the live chat. He says, I have an update to the Coco Dev. I've got a um, DECB drive command modified to mount virtual drives on the SD card to drive zero through three. Uh, hoping to get Nitrous 9 level booting on it next month. That's his custom 6809 um, computer system he, he, he built. Well, yeah, and he's also got it so it can mount up to a thousand drive partitions. Wow, or four thousand, three thousand nine hundred ninety-nine, or zero through nine 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 nine. Zero through nine nine nine. No, 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 no. I think most of the other ones usually limit around two fifty-six there, so he's actually got to go beyond the two. I'm not sure how to read down that yet. So it has. I've got the command modified to mount virtual drives zero through nine 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 on the SD cards. Number nine. Number, Number nine. nine. Okay. Number nine. <laughs> okay. You started. Yes. Noin. 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 It's Beatles. Okay. Revolution. Revolution nine. nine. Yes. Beatles fans. Okay. So, uh, very cool. So we heard from we heard from Sir David Ladd. We heard from Nick Morentes. Uh, who else has got an update on something they'd like to share? I got a quick update here. I just posted uh, on, on uh, from Goodwill.com mm-hmm. the uh, FD501 dual disk drive with the floppy controller for sale. Okay. Okay. You, where did you post that on Facebook? Uh, no, I actually uh, put on put the link on uh, the internal Zoom comments. Oh, okay. But I put on uh, Goodwill.com. And uh, just uh, do a list for underneath Tandy, and it pops up with a FD disk uh, 501. Right now, it's going for $81. So you're like three days left. Okay. So just put that out there. Okay. The post is right where his shoulder keeps coming in and out of phase. Yes. Okay. So that's right there. That's where it is. That has the controller. Phase shifting shoulder. (laughs) All right. So I'll throw that out there for the audience to see as well. Somebody's looking for a uh, floppy drive and controller. Uh, Dual floppies. Dual floppies. Not just one, but two. Now how much would you pay? But wait, there's more. Um, Very cool. Thank you, Brian. Thanks for discovering that. Had a problem. Yeah. Uh, Who else? Project updates, acquisitions, anyone, anyone. Something you I want got to a share? Little update, I suppose. Okay. Um, oh, hang on. Uh, yeah, the Coco uh, Coco Music album that I'm working on at the moment. At uh, moment. At the moment. At the moment. <laughs> Let me try that again. Easy for you to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there seems to be a resurgence in cassettes. You know how everybody's saying that vinyls coming back, records, and everything are popular yes. again. 
Well, uh, cassettes are making a big comeback now. Um, and given that the uh, our, uh, the first loading and saving of programs that we ever did on our Cocos were on cassette, um, I've actually purchased two very high-end Nakamichi cassette decks off eBay. Um, and I got this idea. I thought, well, why don't I actually release a limited edition version of Coco Music once the album's finished on cassette? Um, so I've been preparing. I'll just uh, get out of the shop for a second. Luckily, I still have here. a cassette deck in my car. Are you going to include any software in there? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> well, that means you can actually listen to the Coco album on your Coco with Motor On Audio on. So. I'm still well, holding out that. for the resurgence of um, of wax cylinders. <laughs> <laughs> but David O'Connor, you can... David, you could you could make a front end, you know, and then have the audio on and all that, and then you know play it through your Coco type thing. What do you think? No. Um, sorry, I'm not quite getting what you mean there. Aaron. Someone help me. You're saying you could if it's on a cassette, you could play cassette audio through the Coco with audio on, audio off. But you could make a software interface so that. Uh, or not an interface. Oh, right, right. Like right, write a program that would like, turn like the audio on. behind you, like you have behind you. That would show up, and then it would say, uh, you know, introducing. And, yeah. You know, and you can use oh, the like timer command to keep track of how far you've played the tape, and you could actually change the track listing on the screen to match. Or even even put tones on the album in between it and have a program recognize a certain frequency and change the thing or something. But So what I have been doing in preparation for this, I've been scouring – um, local sales and uh, and eBay and uh, and Gumtree and other places like that, and I've uh, been scoring some. If we can get them to come up in the shot, new old stock, blank mm. cassettes. Nice. Still, ra- still wrapped up in their original package. I've opened this one. That's a like this, you know, Maxell and BASF tapes and everything. Mm. Do they still um, have that new tape smell? Yes, they do. They open it up and. <laughs> But the the BASF ones, I'm I'm uh, I want to get some chrome ones as well. These ones are the normal position ones. Okay, I'm going to get chrome chrome ones and metal ones as well. And the chrome ones, actually, the BASF chrome ones, when you open them up, they smell like crayons. They got that ah. real that yeah, it's, it's a really Yummy. unique BASF chrome tape smell. So, Do you yeah, have any, that, much, any of that smell like Play-Doh by any chance? I love the smell of Play-Doh. <laughs> oh, yeah, Play-Doh was cool. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, well, these, these Maxell tapes, I got a packet of six of these for the equivalent of $7 US delivered oh, wow. here to my door. Nice. The BASF ones, I got them uh, like for, for $20 for a packet of 10 Okay. Um and the cassettes going for ridiculous prices now. Like the TDK, if you want to buy a TDK MAXG, which is the metal tape with their mm-hmm. high end metal tape, you pay a hundred dollars for a single cassette. Ouch! What? Holy it's, crap! It's, yeah, yeah, it's they craziness. Don't make, they don't make metal tapes anymore. That's, the only thing they make are the normal bias tapes. There's, yeah, there are yeah, no so metal your, your tapes. Cat did, your, your cat thought that was expensive too, David. So yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's agreeing with you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's saying that's nuts. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, <what> I'm saying, <laughs> he's still saying it's nuts. What's going on, Puss? He's, he's just appalled by that price. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As a matter appalled. of fact, I think there's only one manufacturer making tape decks anymore, 
and uh, and one manufacturer making normal bias tapes, and that's it. Uh, Techbone was talking about that in one of his videos. Hmm. My son came yeah, out with yeah, a yeah, 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 album, yeah. and he released it on uh, t- uh, tape also. Oh, uh, neat. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I'm planning on doing, I'm going to release it on on the digital mediums as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'll, on like on on CD Baby, it'll, it'll be on Google Play. It'll be on Apple. Uh, what, do you, what do you call it? Apple Music. They call it now. iTunes. Um, yeah, I, they used to call it iTunes. They've changed it to Apple Music. Um, all, so all the regular outlets, people can get a digital copy of it if they want. But if mm-hmm. they buy a copy of it on cassette, I'm going to give people the option of buying it on normal cassette. Uh, if they want to pay a little bit more, they can buy it on a Chrome cassette. Or if they want to, you know, get a special edition one, which I you know, can sign or whatever, I'll put something else in it. I'll do it on a metal cassette for them. Wow. Um, and, uh, yeah, all, all be, uh, the, the J cards, I'm even thinking about maybe doing the J cards for it in Coco Max. Neat. Oh, neat. So, uh, now, yeah. now, so we'll, I'm going to go, go. Now, will there be an eight track version? <laughs> there will well there's going to be something better than a track oh yeah real for real a track cart machines yeah 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 well we could i mean i've got a reel to reel deck in the background there that i can record them on <laughs> I, I i you know i would just love in the middle of a song that it needs to click you know change tracks and go junk yep. yeah you get it out. out in the middle of a song, <laughs> out out in the song the next yeah. track and yeah 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 does so, your cat uh, do any well, yeah, background vocals in any of these songs? <laughs> yes, just, you know, I really kind of like what I'm hearing. So Lyrics by know. Neo. <laughs> I think I think I'm going to have to put him in there somewhere. <laughs> you should. <laughs> you should. Yeah, real. definitely. Yeah, yep, yep. I've got plenty of recordings of him making plenty of noises, so I could do that. Okay. So uh, yeah, that's if anybody sees or hears of any cassette, you know, if you in your travels, if, if you're anyone's on eBay and they spot an ad for uh, for, um, for for blank cassettes or whatever, let me know because I'm uh, looking at stocking up as okay. much as I can on them. For I this, know there's a there's release. a company in Canada that will produce cassettes for you. So if you sent them a master, they could produce and make you know like if you wanted to sell a case of tapes, they will duplicate them for it. like a cd duplication company there's a company that will do vinyl and cassettes too yeah i'd sort of looked into that but half of the appeal of doing this is the fact that i've, I've, I've just purchased these two high-end nakamichi yeah. cassette decks yeah um, so you're going to record so, them yourselves so, yeah and I, I i want to make that a feature of what i'm doing here that it's a limited edition thing it's uh, the the tapes are literally recorded um one at a time on a very high-end deck um so the, the, the i'll be the best quality you can get which you won't get if you do it from right. a duplication place. There you go. So, How many of us have a turntable? I have one. I, I have to one. replace the needle on it. I have one in my microwave. I have one. <laughs> <laughs> I have one on the kitchen table that you can spin around and get different things off of. <laughs> Lazy Susan. I've got, two, I've got two turntables and a microphone. Oh, two turntables and a microphone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> microphone. Nick okay. the DJ, scratching. <laughs> Very cool. So, so, yeah, that's my updates. That's, uh, cool, cool. Anyone else? Anyone? Hmm. Anyone? Yo, Larry. I don't have something to, to talk about, but you were talking about earlier, you were talking about software on cassette tape and or mixed with audio. And I remember years ago, uh, Disney had a program that would load off the cassette and then it would use the motor on command to turn the cassette deck on and the audio on to, to play the audio through the television. Then it would 
turn the audio off, but the tape would keep playing and it would start loading data. And so it would flip back and forth between loading data and having audio speak. So the data would load, then it would click over to audio. And as the, the program timed everything and it would, you know, present the data and there would be someone speaking in the background, then you would hear the audio click off and more data would be loading. And it was pretty neat. It was really well produced. It was made by Disney, so it was yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. a lot of money behind it. Yeah, there's there's some kind of math tutor or something that Radio Shack had. It's, I have it somewhere around here that's on tape that does something very similar. Hound of the Baskervilles does that too. Oh, is it like one of the talking books or something? Yes. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, we didn't have a sound chip. There wasn't like a way to have good digital audio like we have in modern computers. So the fact that it was recorded and you could record human speech and music and everything and dialogue and play that through the computer speaker, that was kind of impressive and a clever way to get high fidelity or higher quality recordings coming and, and through the computer. Underutilized, too. Yeah, yeah. I actually did that with some of my early programs too on the Coco. That yeah. audio one command, it was, it was pretty cool. I thought, oh, this is really cool. I can get my music coming out the TV speaker. And yeah, we, we experimented with that too. The one problem we had is that everybody's tape players played at slightly different speeds. So if you had like a long play mm. tape of audio for like 10 minutes, you'd time the program with like four next loops to get it to sync up graphics, whatever, to the next one. But it might be five seconds ahead on one guy's tape deck and five seconds behind on the next one. So it was a little bit inexact. Yeah, yeah. And I know years later, like, this is once floppy drives took over and stuff, but I, I, didn't they, like, make um, tape drives that you could, I don't know, it had some way to recognize, like, the gap between tracks so you could, you know, press a button and it would essentially seek multiple tracks. It would, you know, you just, it would click off and you'd hear it uh, kicking into fast forward and it would somehow find, you know, a couple of tracks down or something like that. You could certainly put in, like, file name headers and things like that and just kind of search put it in a search mode and search for headers yeah. and re- react. I'm not sure how that. they did it. It was just, uh, I know they did it mm. for like music, music tapes and stuff. Uh, maybe they were just listening for a silence or something, but yeah, the cassette decks that did it, it was called ASMS or something, auto search music system. Something like and they, that. It yeah. used to, yeah. And it, it would search literally for, for the sections of silence on the tape. Oh, like if you wanted to skip a song to the next song. Yeah. 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 I, I remember yeah. decks like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I had a uh, um, tape that had a, uh, it was a loop, you know, like you use for... Uh, the answering machine uh, stuff. Answering machines, yeah. yeah. And I had that in a kiosk mm. I made, and I did a um, graphical representation, or presentation, I should say, of uh, sales stuff for uh, Dodge Dealer, you know. It was in his showroom, and it had the current uh, sale and the percentage rate for the, you know, and it had music, and it had like a... Uh, a guy talking in the background also, then it would repeat, you know, was it 90 seconds or something? I don't know. It depended on the tape. They had them in different lengths. They had 30 second ones and different lengths. Yeah. Yeah. But it worked, it worked great. Um, It didn't matter where the graphics were when the guy was talking because he was, you know, he was professionally done or whatever. Yeah. They handed it to me. I put it in and and the computer did the audio on. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. It was cool. Very cool. Back then, that was a big deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, to have, like, real audio coming through your computer was unheard of because the computer itself couldn't do Mm -hmm. it. So whatever Mm -hmm. clever hack we could use to get the sound to come out was neat. 
Yeah, we used to joke that when, once multimedia on PCs became popular, we said, oh, we had that a decade and a half ago in the Cocoa with motor on yeah. audio on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was true. It was actually true. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay, well, I do have yeah, an acquisition, can... if, if, if nobody else has anything to mention, um, if, I, if I could share, if I could be so bold. Um, and we teased this a little bit last week. i got to find my camera. Uh, do I have a camera option here? Core dump, patron, intros, news, intro, intro. Um, do I not have the ability? Here we go. Hold on. Can you guys see me? Yes. Okay. Can. Un- yeah. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Well, did you did you find a did you find a David Ladd goatee? No, I did not. I did not. Okay. <laughs> so this is a cocoa that was donated by Dave Vaughn that we are going to give away to one lucky listener. I'll show you the box first. Because we have the box. Let me go ahead and close up the box. But we've got the entire entire box here. So we have Radio Shack TRS-80 Color Computer 2. And it is a uh, 64K extended basic Cocoa 2 in the box with the styrofoam, with the plastic wrap. We have the actual Cocoa right here. So it's a beauty of a Cocoa 2. When you look at it up close here, you can see that it says 64K color computer too its warranty sticker has not been broken it is a model number what's the serial number what's the model number here so this is model number 26-3127 so it still says radio shack and trs80 so this is before they went to the tandy so it's still radio shack we got serial number 95070 64k color computer 2 made in the united states and it's got the the improved it has it has age spots on it. A uh, few, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, He's talking about you, Stevie. Oh, that's right, yes. <laughs> I've got liver, liver spots and skin tags, if you must know. Um, so, yeah, we've got the nice clickety keyboard. We've got the box. We've got the styrofoam. It comes with a handful of accessories. Speaking of cassette tapes, so David O'Connor was showing cassette tapes. This one, I don't know what's on this tape. I'll have to find out. But this is an actual oh, Radio Shack, ones. Radio Shack yeah. concert oh. tape. 60-minute yep. concert tape. And this is the red leader that um, Jason Reichard warned us not to save your programs on top of. Right? <laughs> so, Indeed. That would be concert tape. Concert tape. Multiple copies of Donkey one, King for John in the chat. Yeah. Right? So now it does not include a, a cassette player, but we do have the cassette manual, the CCR81 manual. So it has that. It has the CCR81 artist cassette cable. It has this. Oh, the audio on. Yes. Audio off. Has this <laughs> handy RF to RF with uh, antenna lead connector thingies. Um, Stars are not included. Yes, uh, television not included. The quick reference card. Wow. The uh, introducing your color computer to manual, and then last but not least, the extended color basic manual too. So, this is a beauty of a Coco 2 64K, all the accessories. This was donated by a member of the community. This person wants this Coco to go to a good home. So, here's what I was thinking, is that we want to give it to somebody who doesn't have a Coco. We don't want this just to be another box on a shelf of some hoarder slash collector. So, we'd like somebody who would like to have a Coco, who would actually use this Coco, 
um, and put it to good use. And and also, um, Jason the Cocoa Man Reichert has also agreed to extend the Black Friday sale on the Joey joystick controller. So I will also purchase one of those to include with this. So this computer will be courtesy of David Vaughn. The um, the switcheroo and the shipping will be courtesy of Coco Talk Show, courtesy of our patrons. And we want to Joey. give it... What's that? You mean the Joey, not a switcheroo. The, jo- the Joey, the Joey switch, the joystick switch. Yeah, the Joey joystick switch. And so we're, we want to give it to a to to a to somebody who's a, a viewer of the show who doesn't have a cocoa. So I thought I would just have you guys send us an email and tell us why we should give you the cocoa. And just remember, we don't want to give it to somebody who's got a bunch of computers already. So if you, my my only stipulation would be you can't already have a cocoa. And we want this to go into the hand. We want it to go to a good home of somebody who's actually going to use it. Like you're going to use it. You're going to get a cocoa. SDC and play some games. You don't have to write software, but you just got to use the Cocoa. That's what we would hope. Oh, Ken Reichard's offering to throw in a free download for Nightmare Highway. So, oh, uh, so the, 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 we just keep you know, sweetening hey, the deal here. My wife does not have... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, ladies and gentlemen, I think we have a winner. Uh, <laughs> my, my, my cat doesn't have a cocoa either. Yeah, so... so hey, let get in here. <laughs> send an email to cocotalk at cocotalk.live. And again, send an email to cocotalk at cocotalk.live and tell us why you deserve a cocoa and what you would do with that cocoa. Let us know. And then we'll figure out how to pick the winner. Um, but it'll be completely free to the person who receives it. It's a good Coco who needs a good home. And I'm glad that we're able to do this. And thanks what to... What a way to keep the flame alive. That's right? it. And I want to thank David Vaughn for wanting to give this away. He sent me an email saying, I've got a Coco. I'm not using it. I want it to go to a good home. So we're going to find a way to find a home for this Coco. Right now I'm fostering it. So <laughs> I'm fostering the cocoa <laughs> until we can find a permanent home for it. So, And I think we would like also to, once the person is picked and they receive their cocoa, maybe they can come on the show and just show them some of the things they're doing with it. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you That'd want, if yeah. you, I, now here's the thing. I haven't tested it yet. I don't have any reason to suspect it won't work, but I'll pop in a cocoa SDC and make sure we can play Sailor Man, which is the ultimate 64K RAM test. But if somebody chooses and they would like, I would I could put a 6309 in it too, as long as there's a socket. I'd have to break the seal and look and see. But if there's a socket for the CPU, I will stick a 6309 in there at no extra charge as well so you can play some of the optimized games. I think you have this figured out because you're going to put a restriction on it. When, when they get this machine, they're going to say, oh, did we tell you? You have to do a machine language program. Marketable. <laughs> no, you can't you, do that. It'll have to stay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know, Stevie. I don't know whether this would be viable, but if it doesn't have a socket in it, um, I don't know whether shipping would be a bit of a killer. But I'd be willing to do a, an upgrade on it, um, put a socket in, and, and change it to the sixty three hundred nine for you if you if, if okay. that would be viable. I mean, it would be viable, but that might be taking the long way to get it there. But yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. well, well, let's wait and see who we give it to and see if they want to have a 6309 or not. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when the time comes, but probably somebody in the States would make more sense. Like maybe if somebody like voice on tech wanted to volunteer the socketing of it yeah, for uh, or sure. something like yeah. that, you know, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll shipping see. would be a killer. 
So, so that is, that's what's going to happen. So we'll give it away maybe next week or maybe right before Christmas. Maybe it'll be like a Christmas Eve announcement who we give it to. But if you would like to be considered for a free cocoa and, and maybe the list of, of, of add-ins might grow over time. Like we're going to add a Joey uh, joystick switch and we might add more things over time. Um, free copy of Nightmare Highway has already been added into the pot here. So, um, yeah, send that email to cocotalk at cocotalk.life. All right. So what about, what about Timmy? Timmy. Timmy. Yes, Timmy. Timmy. Well, Timmy got his wheelchair on, his la- on the last telethon that we did, so yeah. I think we're okay. good. Uh, Timmy does not need a cocoa and a wheelchair. Now, that's being greedy. <laughs> <laughs> now, maybe if we put wheels on the cocoa and he could use it for a multi-purpose <laughs> device. Oh, uh, oh, no. That's a really good idea. It's a wheel. Or the arrow the keys wheelie. on the Coco 2 to move the wheelchair. Yes, you know, he's like, got the like yes. multiplayer interactive thing. There you go. There we go. All right. So I think we're just about out of show. However... I thought, since I haven't seen it, and Curtis Boyle has a number of 6309 optimizations that he sent over to me, maybe we could play a couple of Coco games that Curtis Boyle has optimized for the 6309. Would anybody like to see one? Like, I have not seen the Russian attack assault thing, and I haven't seen the skiing newer ones. We could play one or both of those. So how about we do this? We'll be here all night. (laughs) What's that? What's that, David Lang? We'll be here all night? (laughs) all right i'm thinking of a phrase that rhymes with screw you david lad um <laughs> you don't have to you just yeah oh, okay well there we go that's because see i optimized that you see what i did there um okay so here we go we're gonna do a core dump intro all right ladies and gentlemen get ready for our core actually no this should be a game on here we go. All right. Here we go. Here's a game on segment because we're going to do some gaming stuff. 6309 optimizations by L. Curtis Boyle uh, and stuff. Okay. <laughs> and stuff. Okay. Sell it. Yes. So, what I need to do now is I need to switch over. Yeah, to... this is a professional outfit here. Oh, we're out of range. We need to switch over to a thing. Oh, I have error. There we go. All right. So, can you guys see my Cocoa screen? No. Yes, we can. Certainly can. <laughs> okay. So, the newer ones are Russian Assault and Skiing. Both have been optimized for the 63. I have done a showcase on some of these optimizations. Because this is a Coco 1, I can't show you the Xenion, but I do also have my Joey controller plugged in. My, no, I have not, actually. I need to do that right now. Okay, I need to plug my Joey switcheroo um, thingamajiggy into my Coco, and this will be my world premiere of testing my Joey. So the you put your left plug in, you put your left plug out, put your left plug in, and you shake it all about. All right. So, what do we want to see first? You want to see? We'll do an alphabetical order. We'll take a look at Russian, and then we'll look at uh, skiing. That sounds sure. fair. Yeah. Now, did you want to show the original versions and show what the speed up nah, looks like? Nah, screw that. <laughs> All right. So, we're gonna do Rush sixty three oh nine. Just know that what you're gonna see is fast AF. And what it used to be was not. So do I run the rush inst? No, that's the instructions. Oh, just, ah. rush. just load them rush. rush. Load them rush. 
Okay, by Dicom Products. Practice game. No, man, I'm a professional. <laughs> okay, no. Oh, Press reset easy. if the screen is blue. Okay, well, it is not blue. But I do need to... It is blue, actually. I need to press a blue, button yeah. on my um, on my Coco VGA. Look, Great it's sound. not blue anymore. All right. There we go. Oh. With the flip... Uh, with the press of a button. Do you have two button joysticks? No. Okay. Press enter to start game. One player. Okay. Hey, and I got, I got on the right... The correct stick the first time through. Okay. So right now, this seems fairly fast. Oh, very, it's very much more smoother than the original. I remember <laughs> playing the original. I love Origi- these technical terms you come up with. Smoother. Okay. <laughs> and it's a long press to drop the bomb, right? What's oh. he got on his head? That's his Bandana. Rambo headband. Bandana. Oh. That looks like snowballs being fired out of it. <laughs> Is it Russian? Could be snowballs. Is it Siberia? Okay, so obviously the ability to hit that is... Um, They're Chernobyl bricks. Is there sound? <laughs> yeah, there should be. Okay, maybe I don't have the sound turned up. Okay, but it's it's definitely smoother. Did you do that sound? Uh... I did the sound mod, and, <laughs> may, and maybe uh, something has come loose in my... Um... Make sure it's plugged in good. And my... Uh... VGA to whatchamacallit uh, thingamajiggy the, conversion. The 3.5mm sockets on those can be a bit funny sometimes. Sometimes if you pull it out just slightly, it'll work. Yeah. I also might have to adjust something in my in my capture software. I'm not sure about that. Anyways, even though we can't see the... Um, we can't hear it. Uh, my Yeti volume is loud. My HDMI volume is not coming through. All right, I don't know if that's my bad soldering skills have come unsoldered or something else. Whatever. So you, but you get the idea. It's faster, right? It's much smoother. Good job, Curtis. Optimized. Hmm. Kind of but think that those bullets are snowballs. <laughs> Oh, I love seeing these, and I hate seeing these. Ultra subscribers. Because <laughs> uh, of jealousy. Uh, you can still see a bit of tearing, but it's not as bad as it is without the optimization. Some of them might be the video feed, too. Yeah. Suffice to say, it's more better than the original. Yes. More better. Yeah. Any tearing, you're going to see tearing with Zoom, for sure. Yeah, Curtis, I can't wait to try this out on a on a Coco one or two with the second button. Uh, what is G for grenade? Oh, so B was bullets and G is grenade. Correct. Okay. Now, do I have yep, to blow? So you have to bomb the door. Yep. This game is what makes terrorists. Okay, That's, <laughs> it's very smooth. Yes, I have this incredible urge now to go bomb something. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen the original, but just, I don't know, knowing Coco graphics like I do, I can feel, like, how much work it must be doing to play as smoothly as it is. So, like, I can tell that it, it's definitely faster, for sure. Game over. Okay, I don't know what the hell just happened there. And I'm not sure why my sound is not working, but, yeah. Um, reboot. You have energy bars, like your health bar there, underneath energy. That's You ran out of, you got hit too many times, basically, is what happened. 
All right. So. All right. <laughs> That's the best score. No okay, so that was Russian Assault optimized for the 6309. What's equal? Uh, that's the Coco SDC thing. Oh. All right. So then the last one will be skiing, right? So. Gotta fly, guys. Uh, have a good night. Take care, See Brian. Later, Brian. Bye, Take Brian. Care. Have a good week. Okay. You too. See ya. We saw this earlier, did we not? We saw the video, but now we're going to try it firsthand. Um, switch joysticks from simple to complex. No, we're not going to do that. Okay. Now, I don't know if I have the right, so I might need to flip my... Yep. You have to flip it. I have to flip my, flip my switch. Okay. Oh, what a... With the flip of a switch. There we go. Thank you, Joey. Okay. Oh, so, yeah, the um, the frames per second is not faster, but the responsiveness between frames. You've got a lot more time to move. Okay, see, I can pull back. That's what she said. Um, yeah, the, okay, we can do the that. Little, the little orange sticks. Yeah. Really the actual drawing of the flags and stuff when you get close because it's drawing a fair bit of graphics at that point mm-hmm. actually is faster, too, so it's less flickery, less ripply. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the touchstone modifications. It doesn't technically run faster, but it does look smoother if you compare them to. It looks good, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I've actually got time to um, course correct and and get to all the slaloms. You have time Uh, to have a cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, that's good. That definitely improves the gameplay. Wow. See, See, you can actually be more successful and accurate. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, he hasn't missed a flag yet, I don't think, because he hasn't got the out-of-bounds marker on the screen yet. He might yeah. actually have a qualifying time here. Yeah, this is good. Nice and smooth. Yeah, because the time you're saving in drawing the graphics, you can put into the joystick, measuring the joystick for more yeah. accurate yeah. responses. Yeah. Curtis has achieved the uh, the programming impossible. He he made a game such that Stevie could make level two. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, hey, come and on, so, no, I'm not a miracle worker. And the best part of this game is when you reach the finish line, you're greeted by Oompa Loompas. So <laughs> Cheer, cheering Oompa Loompas. Yeah. So um, cool stuff. Cool stuff. All right. Good. I got to figure out why my audio is not working. Okay. That's that's a project for another time. Um, so there we saw a couple of the latest 6309 optimized games by L. Curtis Boyle. Uh, I think we're up to what now? Six, six on the Coco one and two and the Coco three, one and Xenion. I think there's seven. I can't even remember anymore. How long does it usually take you to optimize a particular game? It depends on the game. It depends on how easy it is to find the routines that do scrolling. I've actually done a few games where I've gotten through and the, the way they've coded it. I can't really optimize it that much. And I've had a couple other games that I've done very minor optimizations that aren't really that noticeable, so I might go back into them later and, and see if is I can it, figure out some other things to speed up. Is that optimization something you can do on, on the screen and show us sometime on a Cocoa Talk sometime? I, I could, but it'd be pretty boring. It's pretty technical. It's basically running the main debugger live while you're playing the game and trying to figure out where certain routines are, and then you hand-patch them in. I mean, is it like uh, days or like weeks or longer? Oh, no, it's just like hours. Oh, okay, okay. So you're not you're not really editing a lot. You're more just 
No, I change one or two core routines, usually memory copies. Like if you're doing screen scrolling or clearing the screen or stuff like that, you can sometimes optimize that. And then if I can figure out a quick place to insert, I'll turn native mode on to get that extra 10 to 15% speed increase. Very cool. Hey, uh, Lord Dragon, the game that you showed us, um, which looked kind of like a puzzle matching Tetris puzzle type thing. What what is that game or what what, what is it going to be? So it's going to be uh, a port of a game... I don't know, maybe some of you remember from the 90s, was called Clickomania. It's kind of reverse Tetris, sort of, where you start out with a, a full grid with randomized blocks. Okay. And any two together can be eliminated by clicking on them. So the, the point of the game is to be strategic in what you click so that you bring other blocks into better position to eliminate them. And the object of the game is to try to get to zero blocks to clear the entire thing which okay. is not easy to do um, because just the way the randomness works out, even if you're smart, uh, sometimes blocks end up in an inconvenient place. Um, so I, I played a lot in my college years just to pass the time. It's it's a game that's fun to play, but doesn't require a lot of thought. You just sort of click. Okay. And- that's perfect for me then. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard of that one. Well, I'll dedicate it to you then, Steve. You have that <laughs> When's it going to be out? Oh, so um, good question. Actually, that's one of the reasons I wanted to mention it is to, so you guys can like uh, encourage me aggressively to spend more time on it because I want to actually finish a project for once. Yeah. I'm, taking, I'm taking a break from my uh, disc utility stuff. Um, Co- Cocoa Fest, Fest in two years? <laughs> two out two years, yeah. I mean, that's that should give me plenty of time. Um, but I'm, actually, if you want to get encouraged, that's a good thing. Attend the Cocoa Fest. That's that's where you get the most. I, I do. And actually, last year, I forget who it was, but somebody said, "Hey, you really should make an effort to get this done by Cocoa Fest." Then it's an excuse you can go and show it in person. And I, I really like that idea, but you know, a lot of stuff went down and it wasn't possible. But I I think that would be a great idea for this year. Is to yeah. Have that done yeah. And, and it, you could set up next to uh, Nightmare Highway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so this year is the first year I was able to show anything off at Cocoa Fest. I've been going to a few Cocoa Fest, and I'm like, yeah, it'd be neat to have a project to show off. And, you know, and then, you know, a year goes by, you don't do jack shit the whole year. But at least this year I was able to show off Cosmic Alien. So I had the original version running on the Tandy 1000, and I had the Cocoa version running side by side. So it was kind of neat to have something that you made there, and people can come up to it and see it and try it out. That's awesome. Um, you know, so... Do you guys, like, bring your your setups when you go? And if so, like, I guess you can't do that on a plane, huh? I mean, uh, well, yeah, it depends on how many carry-ons and, you know, yeah, pack, like you know suitcases you want to bring with it. Yeah. So uh, you could probably well, you, you could check... bring animals on the plane. So bring a package. My emotional support code. My, so, my emotional support code. Yes. <laughs> I've, got, I've got an inverter here. I'm plugging into the uh, seat. And have you guys yeah. got a CRT by any chance? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there a composite input to this TV on the headrest in front of me? I can use. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you have to have a tape deck. <laughs> the good thing is we are starting to get the hardware. Uh, advantages now that we can actually start making this more easily to bring your Cocoa because once you got a Cocoa VGA, you can hook up to a flat screen VGA. A flat screen's a right. lot easier to pack than a CRT. And yeah. the Gimme X will now support yeah. VGA as well, and that's going on sale in January, so you might be able to get one before the Cocoa Fest. Then it's just your Cocoa 3 and yeah. STC and, and a flat screen monitor, and that's it. 
And then you can possibly arrange, too, by people who are local. Because people have done that saying, hey, can anybody bring a CM8 for me? I'm bringing my cocoa, but I don't have, I can't pack the screen. So if you reach out to the people on the Facebook group and on the Glenside group, there might be some local people that could possibly bring something for you if you're flying. Yeah, and I actually have a cousin, too, who Hmm. last year when I mentioned it was like, hey, that'd be great if you're road trip and we'll throw the monitor and all the stuff in the back and just... uh, make a trip of it so yeah yeah that's, that's the goal but i mean Take i say tv from your I'd hotel room i think they bolt those things down down uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah the ones in the lobby might be easier to get out so <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I say it's like maybe fifty percent done. I, I've I've got to kind of do the the um, match detection to see you know figure out how many connected blocks there are, and then I mean I can sort of do the easy way out and just sort of quickly redraw with the missing blocks. But I'd like to be able to do some kind of animation, you know, where the blocks explode yeah, and, yeah, and fall. fall. But I've never done something like that before, so you know, feature then creep is, is a, then yeah. you'll need to do a book of cheats and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So is it like is it like a columns game where once you erase the pieces, other pieces fall down and open up yes, spaces above exactly, them? Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Which is similar to what Tetris was too, right? Yeah. It's, but it's instead of the minute, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Then, I was just gonna say it's just the elimination uh, instead of adding, you're subtracting. Right. So, in fact, there's like videos on YouTube I could maybe link of showing like the '90s game. It's the original how the gameplay is and what it looked like. Yeah. What's Tetris spelled backwards? Uh, who knows? Sir <laughs> <laughs> Tit. Sir. Yes, Sir. Sir Tet. 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 Sir Tet, yes, it's Sir Tet. Sir Tet's working blue again, I see. That's right, buddy. Sir Tet was knighted by the Queen. Yes. I did forget to mention. I did, uh, when we were talking acquisitions, I didn't mention, well, I think I mentioned it when we were at the beginning of the show. I did acquire a a joystick and a mouse uh, from a community member uh, that's in really great shape. So I just went ahead and ordered a Joey. So I can have the mouse and the joystick connected at the same time and just flip back and forth between them and flip back and forth between yep. whatever port I want to use. So, uh, Jason, if you turn your camera on, you better be working on my Joey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Oh, so, so Lord Dragon, when you talk about needing some motivation... I think one of the things that's great is just, you know, going on a Facebook group or coming on the show each week and seeing what other people are doing. Like, you know, Nick Morenti's continues to crank away on Gunstar and everybody's working on projects. So I find that the things that other people are doing, I, I think that you, there seems to be some like self renewing, self sustaining motivation that goes on because one person will do this one thing and ah, I like that. I want to do this, you know, and you almost feel like I want to. I want to keep up with the Joneses. Everybody's working. That's kind of how I've been feeling for a while, too. Everybody's working on a project. I want to work on a project, too, you know? So it's just like... A hundred percent. You see what I, people are doing. Yeah, when I first moved here, I I hadn't had time to really set up my cocoa, but I was just watching videos and catching the show and uh, reading, reading a Facebook group and seeing what people are doing. I'm like, man, I'm going to like... I don't know. I'm going to get this thing set up 
you know, yeah. use that because it's just well, fun. Like last week, Paul Thayer was on. He was talking about, you know, he's got a couple of new games, and he was, and and so he mentioned he's, you know, thinking about going back to Downland Two, which he started, and then his Faceless Warriors, and then a day or two later in Facebook, he showed the full mock-up of the first screen of Downland One being rendered that. in his new Downland Two graphics. So it was neat to awesome. see how you know he can just throw this stuff together. Um, yeah, the one thing that we're talking about being thankful. The theme of this this um, the show today there are so many talented people in this community everyone's kind of you know has their own little gift in some way of the different things they can do you know but um it's so neat when you see somebody throw something out there like what paul shoemaker did with the uh, dungeon crawl and what he's doing now with uh the um oregon trail and you know everybody's working on these things and you see these things and they're just really good they're really good looking things it's even though it's quote-unquote homemade they look top-notch, the quality of what people are making. It's really impressive. So I find that inspirational, too. You know, So it's inspirational. Sometimes it's intimidating, too, because when you look at, like, what Chet Simpson is doing with Gold Digger 3, or go, what's it called? Is it Gold Digger 3? Yeah, or? Dig- Digger 3. Digger 3, Gold Digger. No, gold, that's my wife, Gold Digger. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ex-wife. Uh, yeah, <laughs> di- dig- Digger TV's 3. not on next week. <laughs> um... <laughs> I mean, Digger 3 looks so good. That game looks like it should be on a, a SNES. It looks better than an NES game. I mean, the amount of animation and tiles and graphics and smooth scrolling he's got going on there. And he's giving it away for free. You know, and, you, and, you, and you're like, oh, this is amazing. But I'm thinking, you know what? In my entire life, I'll never make anything that good. So why bother? <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, but maybe with 3 like, megahertz, you might be yeah, able to. So, um, but no, it's just amazing the stuff people are doing and the quality. Yeah, and, to bring it, and to bring it full circle to like the beginning of the show, like what, something Ron had said about um, the Internet bringing the community together um, and how these are old machines, you know, from the 80s and 90s. And really, if the Internet didn't exist, like, I doubt there would be the retro movement there is. It's like rebirth that yeah. you know, the, the yeah. Pogos are having. Mm. Because like you said, Stevie, like seeing what other people are doing inspires you to want to do stuff and pull out your gear from the closet and get it set up. And mm-hmm. um, the Internet is what, like, connects us all together. And I, I, I think, you know, a lot of this stuff would just be on a shelf if it weren't for, you know, that. Mm-hmm. And for the people yeah, here yeah. that are not programmers or art designers or musicians and stuff, I run. All of the above. All of the above. You guys contribute too by doing testing. You guys contribute by giving feedback. You guys contribute by actually buying the products that the other people are making to support their efforts. Hey, you got, you got, them, that, you got that game done yet? <laughs> and nagging yeah exactly yeah um but yeah i mean you guys you guys support the community too in a monetary way in a, in a review way or just in a uh, moral support type of way too yeah. you know so like we need um, that too because we do need a pat on the back to continue because sometimes if you're doing it in isolation and you don't know if anybody's actually using it you kind of just go why am i bothering and then you quit yeah yeah and, and i know yeah. ron tests yeah. a lot of stuff on real hardware ron's right. always you know running stuff to just make sure it's works in something other than an emulator. So, mm-hmm. so you, yeah, you guys Curtis, are an absolute that, necessity to, to having these projects go forward. I just want to make sure you guys know that. So you put, you were playing my song on your computer and you had the, 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 the video playing there and everything. And I saw that, that was really inspiring yeah. to me. It really made me oh, want to go geez. ahead and, and do it. You know? <laughs> it seriously, it really did. It, it, it's yeah. I, I totally agree with you, Curtis. It's, it's, it, it really, it really helps us. Really motivates you to to, to continue yeah. on and, and keep going. 
Except for Nick Morendi's nagging. That gets annoying after a while. I think maybe it was right before the show we were talking about this, but there, there's a lot of people making hardware and you have things on the scale of something complex like the Coco VGA or the you know, Gimme X. You've got things like that. You've got memory boards. You've got sound boards. And all those things are like, you know, require circuit boards and, and high-end technology. But Jason has made a small fortune making cables. You know, and it's not quite as high end, but it's still it's a hardware device. It's something that we need, and it serves oh, yeah. a purpose, mm-hmm. and it's been very much in demand. And and, and the, every, when these guys make these things on on a smaller scale, it's kind of like we've got a lot of Apple engineers in our community because they end up making something that we that never existed, but now that we know it does, we can't live without it. You know, and that's kind of what Apple does with everything they make, and that's like what our hardware guys in our community doing. They're making a thing that never existed. Oh, but now, oh, now I can do that. Oh, now I gotta have it. You know, and I, it's like the Joey Switch controller never existed before, but as soon as I hit buy now, I needed that in my mailbox the 24 hours later because I already paid for the damn thing and I wanted it. You know, <laughs> I didn't care that he had to make it; I wanted it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like even though even though what I'm a lot of the stuff I'm making is less complex in a, in a electrical way yeah it's manually it's, more complex it's it, it's yeah it's yeah it's it's labor intensive there's a lot of connections to make there's yeah. a lot of yeah. a lot of connection a lot of heat yeah. shrink and you know and in the case of the joey yeah. there's a lot of holes to drill and yeah, there are yeah. people like me who i just cannot make that kind of stuff I, i'm not yeah. good with that so thank you know, god as, for people like you who do as an uh, owner of the switcheroo the the quality uh, that goes into it you can see it wasn't just slapped together yeah. you can tell that jason spent some time putting it together he used what looks to me like to be you know hard quality components yeah you yeah. can buy junk components or you can buy decent components yeah it looks like he has mm. decent components and it was really well made and that's what i like about it and uh you know, I, so I definitely appreciate what Jason does. Yeah. In fact, Jason, you were driving down the, the highway there. Are you like hand delivering my Joey that I just bought? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, hit, I'm gonna hit Rod 11, and I'll be, I'll be up in just a bit. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'll, I'm here. I'm at home, so you're good. It was, it was nightmare, nightmare highway that you were driving down to. Yeah. I, I haven't found any rogue furniture, but uh, th- thank you, John, for your kind words. That's great. That that. That's the kind of thing I was talking about earlier. Makes it all worth it. Yeah, I I try to make something that I I would buy, you know. And I, yeah. I I don't something doesn't go something doesn't leave me, you know, leave my assembly area that I I wouldn't be proud to have out there. If there's yeah. if there's an issue, it doesn't go out. It definitely shows. That uh, it definitely definitely shows. He does appreciate constant email queries for his for your stuff. Yeah. yeah, is it here yet? Is it here yet? Is it here yet? Is it here yet? He loves he loves that feedback. Nick Morota was so so you know enthused to get his Joey that um, I made sure I took a picture of it. Me actually dropping the box in the in the in the the mail. I've got a a complete pictorial history. That's what Amazon does now too. Like they won't ring the doorbell, but I'll get a message on my phone from the app saying your packages were just delivered. Here's a picture of them, and and by the way, put some pants on. Right, so. I was I was picturing after I sent that 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 picture out to uh, to Nick there that um, he was just gonna he was gonna be camped out in a lawn chair out by the mailbox. <laughs> yeah. yeah, had my Timmy's and I had the lawn chair and I was uh, listening to Gordon Lightfoot. And waiting yeah. for 
It's good times, good times. Well, I'm thankful for almost everyone on this panel, but one of you, you know who you are. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Not you. <laughs> and, that's, and, that's up, and that's up to us for to decide. Which yes, yes, is. yes. Who's, oh who's, the, who's the one named? Who's the one named Judas? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's roll. Let's roll the outro, and then we'll be back for parting thoughts. This concludes another episode of Coco Talk, the world's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer. For all things Coco Talk, visit us on the web at cocotalk.live. We'd love to hear from you. Send feedback, suggestions, even segments via email to cocotalk at cocotalk.live. Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world, keeping the tandy flame alive. We may be mocked, but we'll never stop, because Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world. Consider supporting the show with a purchase of merchandise from our retro swag shop at 8bit256.com. If you'd like to become a patron of the show, click the Patreon link at our website at cocotalk.live. Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world, keeping the tiny flame alive. We may be mocked, but we'll never stop, because Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world. Coco Talk would not exist without the community, its cast, crew, and contributors. Thanks go to Curtis Boyle, David Ladd, Mark Overholzer, Grant Leedy, Bruce Moore, Nick Marentes, Rondell Vaux, Rick Adams, Jason Riker, Richard Lorbieski, Jim Brain, Tom C., Rob Inman, Mark Bosley, Brian Joyce, Ken Riker, David O'Connor, Brian Weasler, Terry Steggy, Nick Morota, John Strong, and many more, especially to Steve Bjork for production suggestions and James Diffendaffer for making my head explode. help support the Coco community by visiting some of its various contributors. A list of resources is available at imacoconut.com. That's I-M-A-C-O-C-O-N-U-T dot com. The Coco Talk theme song is copyright 2008 by D. Bruce Moore and Greg Sheeler. Mixed, mastered, and produced by D. Bruce Moore. That was the old Nick Morota before he got into the hobby. And now behind him is no longer empty shelf space. <laughs> hey guys, thanks, enablers. That was, that was Nick. See what playing the strings does for you? <laughs> right. But this hobby would not be nearly as fun if it wasn't good for the community. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Absolutely. Fellowship and all that stuff. Yeah, and I think this, totally. show, this show is a great cross-section of the community because there's hardcore OS Niners and hardcore hardware engineers. And then there's the casual people like Ron DeVoe and myself. We're just in, we're in it for the fun. You know, um, there's a little bit of everybody. There's guys who know how to solder and make circuits and design things. There's all of us are willing to buy whatever comes out. Um, you know, and so the, the community is a melting pot, um, of different interests and skill sets and personalities. And I think this show is a good cross section of that too. So, Um, not only the panel, but the audience too, you know? Yeah. And all you listeners out on YouTube and and Facebook too, that have not been on the show before, feel free to come on. Yes. Everyone is welcome. 
Mm-hmm. We're a fondue, is that it? Maybe we can we're have a fondue, less, yes. Maybe we can have less <laughs> dragon people. <laughs> less dragon people, yeah. Um, and there's, there's another, bi- another big appreciation thing, too, is for all the people who, you know, who listen to us every week and, and yeah, come on and yeah, come into the yeah. chat and everything like that. It's, you know, there would be no point doing the show if there was no one out there listening to it. Yeah, and so we've gotten a few people feeding some feedback on changing the format by throwing the news up earlier in the show. I believe Alan Huffman mentioned he appreciated that. Um, so we're always looking for people to give us some feedback. And one of the best ways, besides sending us an email, and again, I'll throw that out in the live chat. I'll give it to you verbally. I'll give it to you textually. But it's cocotalk at cocotalk.live. .live is kind of like a .com or a .net. But it's cocotalk at cocotalk.live. You're always welcome to send feedback there. But we also have a channel in Discord that's called uh, News Topics Suggestions. So if you have something you want us to report on the news, throw it there. If you have a topic you want us to cover, throw it there. If you've got a suggestion, throw it there. So Discord is an easy place to throw things out there for us. Um, but um, we've heard a few people say, yeah, thanks for putting the news up first. So if you're listening and you don't want to waste an hour and a half to get to the news, you'll get to the news sooner. Um, so yeah, we, today was an exception because of the Thanksgiving. But yeah, well, yeah, we did we did a, we did an extra long opening segment. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So well, it'll it'll always be a little bit dynamic, but we're going to try to when we don't have a topic, we'll jump straight into the news. We'll do a quick panel introduction, uh, get into the news, and then we'll do our projects and updates at the end of the show. So we'll try to get more to the we'll try to get to the content sooner. Um, for those, but um, so we always welcome that feedback and that input. But luckily, too, even now we've got 24 viewers who are still with us to the bitter end. So we've averaged 25 to 30 to 35 people, and so the live view count remains pretty consistent through the entire show. So the people who are watching, and thank you for watching, um, <clears throat> they're with us. They're they're with us to the bitter end. So we, regardless of the format, they're they're here. <laughs> Uh, they're gluttons for punishment. So next week is uh, what I hate. What I hate. Yeah, this, week, this week is what we're thankful for. Next week, let's. Uh, yeah. So we start off with why did Tandy do that? <laughs> okay, ready for a ten-hour show? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then there's what I want for Christmas. What I want for Christmas, right? A gimme X, a Mega Mini. Yeah, I'm surprised Ed Snyder didn't have a Black Friday special, right? <laughs> Coco <laughs> Mac keyboards, twenty percent off, right? So, <laughs> and then the one after that can be, yeah, the one after Monday. that can be what we got for Christmas. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so, so Ben Drake's brought up an interesting question. I mentioned we're going to give away the Coco. We didn't put any regional restrictions on this. I don't know that necessarily we need to. Because the cocoa was free, all I'm going to be paying for is the shipping. I'm not sure how much it's going to cost to ship it, but right now I don't think we should put regional restrictions on it. Let's let everybody submit their entries, regardless of where you are in the world. And then what we'll probably do is we'll narrow it down to a short list, and then we'll do some type of live poll where people can vote live on the air, and we'll let the audience choose who the winner is going to be. That way there's no perceived bias in who the winner is. Um, but My I, wife may use her maiden name, Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes. Yeah, so send- keep an eye out, huh? Okay, we'll do that. We'll do that. <laughs> we want to keep things legit and no insider trading going on here. Yeah. So, I know ben, uh, was, ben was wondering about the cost of shipping internationally, but, I mean, that's what the Patreon's for is to help sponsor things like yeah, this. So. Yeah, so, um, yeah. So, let's not, let's not, let's not try to uh, put any – 
parameters on that. Let's make this an open global potential for anybody in the world to get this cocoa again. But we want it to go to a good home and somebody who's going to use it. The one thing I would remind you, which you're probably already aware of, is that because this is a U.S. cocoa, it's running on 120 volts, not on 220. So we need to get that uh, uh, the adapter. Yeah, and and it's also NTSC output, so you need American television. I think that's more common though. Ninety percent. Yeah, ninety percent of TVs these days uh, you will accept NTSC or PAL. It's not okay. usually an issue. Okay. Uh, well, NTSC, you can get artifact colors. Uh, colors, yes. Mm. Uh, so parting thoughts, L. Curtis Boyle, anything you want to leave us with as we wrap up this? Uh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm probably, it's, it's almost for sure now, but I'll probably have to delay ease of use to after Christmas just because of all the stuff going on with my mom. It's been taking me, you know, several hours a day out of my time that I thought I would have this time of year. And that's going to keep going for the next couple of months until she can actually get home. Yeah. So, um, it'll be a bit delayed, but that's, you know, real life stuff I can't do anything about. So. Still okay. being worked on, just not not, not as much as I think. Life happens. And, yeah. and family first. Mm-hmm. Take care of your family. Take care of mom. That's important. So, uh, David O'Connor, parting thoughts. Oh, once again, it's been a, a wonderful show and a, and a joy to be here. Really enjoyed it. And uh, if anyone wants to uh, keep up with the progress of my new album um, or even buy a copy of the existing album that's up there, PulseEternal.com, if I can do a shameless plug. You just <laughs> did. Okay. PulseEternal.com. There you go. Yep. Uh, Lord Dragon, parting thoughts. Uh, Just that, you know, aside from the talented programmers and, you know, art people doing artwork and pixel artwork and uh, the musicians and all that stuff, like just in general, the community is just like genuinely funny. Like you guys have a great sense of humor. Uh, those commercials I love watching because it's just they're hilarious, like really funny, not just you know. So it's just aside from the talent, you know, just you guys are, are, are cool and excellent. Well, thank <laughs> so, you. Uh, yeah. So. yeah, and you're one of those talented <laughs> people that should be included in that list there too. Thank Ron Delvo, parting <laughs> thoughts. Yeah, my wife is reading the Barden book right now. <laughs> <laughs> is that why she needs a cocoa? She needs a cocoa to practice her assembly code on, huh? <laughs> what an ambitious woman. Gotta love her. God bless her. <laughs> it's funny you guys knew what that was. Yes. Nick Rona, Nick Rona, Nick Morona. Party thoughts. I just love the community we have here in the panel and in chat. It's just the real highlight of my of my week. So thank Absolutely, you, everybody, and, and we're we're thankful yeah. for you, Nick Morona. Absolutely, Nick, you are, Nick, you're not playing back the show like every day until the next one. <laughs> Me? Yeah, yeah. Get, the, get the numbers up. Yeah, yeah sure. Right. Yeah, John Lowry. <laughs> parting thoughts, John Lowry. Uh, when uh, that video that Ed Snyder made about the uh, the Kimmy X, uh, I saw the video, but I didn't catch the part where it was. Uh, looking to come out in january so mm. that's exciting uh you know i got my checkbook ready so <laughs> checkbook the ed do you accept checks yep, on your website yeah. just hold same your yeah. check up to the screen and it will ocr <laughs> the uh code um, yeah, what's, what's your bank account number ed i'm just going to direct deposit and just bypass <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah that's exciting that it's gonna is that it's just around the corner i've been kind of watching out for that uh so jumping nice. at the bit for it. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to dive on it. Yeah, the minute it's available. That Futurama Me meme comes to mind. <laughs> Shut up and take my money. Right? So. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one. That's the one. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Mark yeah. Bosley, parting thoughts for you, sir. Oh, my cat says it's dinner time. Your cat says it's dinner time. You got, <laughs> we must listen. We must listen. Jason the Coco Man Riker, whose products were mentioned many times on this show. Um, any parting thoughts from you, sir? It's like a big infomercial. For infomercial for Coco Man dot biz. Shameful plug. Yeah, shameful plug. <laughs> shameful plug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shameful plug. Yeah. Um, uh, act. <laughs> Buy one Joey and get another one at regular price and no additional cost. While supplies last. But how about how about free shipping on your second one if ordered at the same time? <laughs> no, just pay separate shipping. I found mine on the Nightmare Nightmare Highway. I just two for the price of two. Mm-hmm. Buy, like I say, the more you buy, the more you save. Pay <laughs> double to get one free. There you go. The more you buy, the more you spend. <laughs> Last but not least, Sir David Ladd, Lord of the Floppy. Hello, everyone. <laughs> oh, yes, this has been a great day. And you know what? what? I can't wait for Christmas. You know, I've, I've got two things that's on my wish list. Whether or not I'll be able to get them, that's another thing. But I've got, I want Ed's Mac keyboard. Okay. The number one model. The one with those nice dark gray keys. Okay. The center white keys and those blue arrow keys. Okay. Oh, yeah. And mm. then the Gimme X project. Gimme that's, X. That's, yeah. Yep. That's, that, that's my two, two wish list items for the Coco because the fact that me, I'm tinkering with so many things. I got to have that nice, crisp VGA. <sighs> Oh, you yeah. know that, Ed? <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Whoa. We're not up to dark yet. Oh, David, you, David, you uh, really need to lay off the catnip. Yes, David. <laughs> Someone give him his beds. You need 240 volts for that Jimmy X. <laughs> 240 volts. As soon as you power oh. up your cocoa, the lights oh. flicker. Don't worry, Ron. I got my uh, uh, capacitor pump systems going. They're all ready. He's got some type of pump the, system, the flux, Ron. The flux. Yeah. <laughs> it's been four hours. Call your doctor. Yes. <laughs> you have to, you have to um, choose between the clothes dryer and the cocoa. Yes, and we are at the four-hour mark. You, yes. So. Press the button, Frank. Yeah, so so um, so in in closing too, my parting thoughts. I am thankful for for everybody who's part of this crazy thing we do every single week. It is the highlight of my week to be here with you clowns and um, do what we do. And what does that have to say for you, really? Exactly. Yeah. So um, so I I appreciate switch. Yes, I appreciate you guys, and I appreciate everyone who who shares this experience with us, either on the panel or in or in the live chat or on the podcast. However you experience Cocoa Talk, we're grateful that you do, and we hope you'll keep coming back. Uh, on that note, I am going to press the button. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Thanks, Steve. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Stevie. Number nine. Number nine. Here we go. Three Mississippi, two Mississippi, Number one nine. Mississippi. Yeah.